0: Welcome to Blades Pod. It is Wednesday, the twelfth of August. My name is Ben, and joining me, fresh from brushing up on his Turkish to uh, to make sure he's on top of all the latest Blades transfer
1: rumours. It is, of course, Andrew. How are you, mate? I'm going to pretend <laughs> I could speak fluent Turkish there, but I can't even speak fluent English. So, yeah, I'm absolutely fine, mate. How are you? <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm all good, thank you. I'm very hot. You almost had me full there for a second. That would be no, it.
1: It's honestly it's boiling, isn't it? It's ridiculous. Yeah,
0: too hot indeed. Right, what are we are going to do today? We, we uh, Obviously, there are Blades transfer rumours swirling. Um, and, uh, yeah, as and when United sign players, which I'm, I'm sure they will do at some point, uh, ...in the next couple of weeks, then uh, we will obviously discuss those in detail. But today we're going to give out player ratings for the uh, the whole squad for the 2019-20 season. Every single player rated out of 10. Uh, I've got my rating, you've got your rating, I've no idea what you've picked. Um, and yeah, we're going to see how many, if any in fact, earn that coveted 10 out of 10 rating... Uh, no spoilers on how many you've got. I'm, I'm very curious indeed whether whether I've been too harsh or too generous or or what. How did, how did you how did you feel about your ratings when you look back I, at them?
1: I, I looked at first. I thought oh, I'm being. Uh, I went through them. My dad actually before uh, last week at some point. Nah, no, it, it weren't that good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I thought like I might have been too generous. But I'm looking back now. Maybe I'll be a bit too harsh on some people. But we'll see
0: yeah fair enough um, we're also going to give every player a uh, we're going to pick out their magic moment from the season so their they're one standout highlight um, and we're also going to play a, uh, a mini game I suppose which was suggested to me by somebody on Twitter which is basically can you pick out three players who uh, we should try and improve upon for next season so it's a, it's a little bit of a thought experiment and I want to be. I want to make sure we try and hit three as as a discussion point, even if you don't sort of a hundred percent believe it's necessary. I suppose, um, and we've capped this as uh, only players who played a thousand minutes or more uh, eligible to be uh, in that discussion. Um, I've got three. We will pick them out as we as we go through each players. Uh, again, curious to see if you've got the same. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's it. Um, I will say before we start, the um, the last last year's player ratings, I had five 10 out of 10s to give out, which is a lot. It seems yeah. a lot in hindsight, but then, yeah, so they were Norwood, Stevens, O'Connell, McGoldrick and Sharp from our championship season, but yeah, I mean, they, they all had pretty, uh, pretty close to perfect seasons, yeah. I thought, so we'll see if the same is true um, this year. Right, let us get started, so... We're going to cover off... Um, we've drawn a line under players who played less than 200 minutes. They will not receive a player rating. And this is done on um, Premier League appearances only. Although we can still talk about their uh, performances in the Cup, I suppose, as uh, as part of that context. So I've got six players that are in the squad that um, yeah made, made an appearance or more but didn't play 200 minutes, so we're not going to give a rating to but. Just have a, a, a quick word about them and cover them off, I suppose. Anyone you want to pick out to start with? You know I
1: love, love Leon Clark. You know, <laughs> I talked to a mate yesterday that, you know, Leon Clark reminds me of <laughs> Tony off Olly Oaks. It, it's like being around for years and he keeps popping up. Uh, a bit like he had a storyline for years, but you like having him around cause it feels normal. Don't watch Olly Oaks, but if I'm flicking through channels and you see Tony you think, oh, I remember him from like 50 years ago when I first started watching it. So that's what Leon Clark reminds me of. It'll be sad to see him go.
0: Yeah, he, he will definitely be missed. He made two uh, two sub-appearances. Uh, so against Liverpool and the Southampton in the last, day, last game of the yeah. season, played a grand total of 33 minutes. But I think at the start of the season, I'd, I probably would have been surprised if, if he got on at all, to be honest. I mean, yeah, oh, in... yeah, completely, yeah. I, I'm surprised he's still here by the end. Yeah, so we had, I mean, let me think, he would be, what, a sixth-choice striker? Yeah, because we've got Robinson, Sharp, Mousset, McGoldrick and uh, McBurney. One, two, three, four, five. That's
1: right. Robinson?
0: Yeah, I said him, I think, yeah. DJ Robinson, sorry. Yeah, him. yeah, so way down the pecking order. It's a bit of a surprise to see him play it all, to be honest. And, yeah, obviously, um, well, actually, all these players are probably going to leave. Four of them are set for release, aren't they? One, two, three, four. Five yeah. of them are set for release. So, yeah, they are Rodwell, Kieran Freeman, Richero Zivkovic, Ravel Morrison, Leon and Simon Moore, who, nothing confirmed that he's leaving, but... Uh, you would think with the signing of uh Wes Fodderingham, not Will Fodderingham, as I called him on a previous podcast. Yeah. Um Moore will probably be out the door, I suppose. Um I think there's very little to say about like Rodwell, for example. I mean, I feel like there's probably just destined to be a bit of Blades trivia, isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah. name everyone's
1: about four touches in in his entire Premier League. Yes, yeah,
0: true uh, with us, didn't they? Sixteen whole minutes as a blade. Um so yeah, name name every Chris Wilder signing that'll definitely be a It did
1: give me the the Jack
0: Podwell pun at least that's true yeah um, I wonder where he ends up next I'd be surprised if a, another uh,
1: we were talking was. about this yesterday were it? Uh, we were saying oh, I can't remember it where now we were talking, I was talking about it someone at work and we, we came up with a club for him I can't remember it where now to be honest West Ham no <laughs> Well, yeah, well, we're talking about, like, actually, because Duffy's linked with Fleetwood, isn't they? So, like, Mm. they get the band back together, aren't they, down there, like, with Coots and Duffy and uh, uh, Chad Evans as well, obviously. It's true, yeah. Does does Rodwell qualify as being part of the band? It's kind of like... No, and I don't think Fleet would be able to afford... I mean, I don't know what wages he's on. You like, he can't be demanding too much, can I? No, Maybe true. Back to Black, Blackburn, he did well there, I think. But.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah. Um So, yes, farewell, Jack Rodwell. We
1: we hardly knew he. I think the other, the only other one, really, that is probably worth pointing out is probably Kieran Freeman, obviously. Really great servant for us, I think. Sort of our longest-serving player, because he came in in Clough's first season, but then went back for a bit and then came back. So... He's actually beat at the club longer than Basham, but not straight through.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, huge part of getting us where we are, Freeman. You have a lot of good memories. Of, we, I think it was, uh, it was only him and Sharp that got double figures, I think, in the, uh, the league promotion yeah, yeah. season. Um, so the yeah, goals were cool. quite spread out. Um, obviously from right wing back. And he's, he's another one that's... I think we, we kind of forget um, how rubbish he was, frankly. You know, he's another he's kind of this wild reclamation project, isn't he? You know, him... Mm-hmm. I guess him, Basham and Coote are the, the three best examples I can think of where
1: I think yeah, I think when he first came in, Freeman, he were alright like back, a backup player for I mean it was when Clough went mad with we right back, we obviously <laughs> talked about on that podcast. But I think it like he obviously came in for Brayford, uh, as a backup for Brayford and mm. then never really held out a place throughout, did they, until Wilder came in.
0: Yeah, and I think he was like you know, I feel like he played in midfield or on the wing a few times yeah. as well and just I don't know. He, he just didn't really look up to League One standard, I don't think, for the first season. I think or two. He was just
1: a 6 out of 10 League One player, to be honest, at that point, yeah.
0: <sighs> to be honest, I'm, I'm not even sure I thought that highly of him at that, at yeah, that stage. Was
1: defending were appalling. He was good going forward, and then obviously we found the perfect system for him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, 10... Was it? I think I got 11 goals, actually, That's 11 goals, yeah. yeah. I
1: remember that little spell he had, where it was South End and then... Uh, hmm. He went back at Northampton. He scored about four. He got like four and five. Like whoa!
0: <laughs> yeah, just uh, constantly popping up in the six-yard box. Yeah, you know, great. I, it was it was nice to see him get on the pitch at some point this season. I think, and yeah, he's still what is he? He's still only twenty-eight. Um, I would say he's, you know, should should be looking at a championship move. I think. I, I don't think that's a. Yeah, he
1: well, he's been like with Forrest, hasn't he? Again, like back to Forest, where where he started his career. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I... I think, mate. If I was looking for promotion, I don't. No offence to Kieran Freeman, I'm not sure he's your first choice right back. If you're playing a right as a right back, I mean.
0: Yeah, potentially not. Maybe he goes somewhere as a backup. But. Um... Yeah, yeah, possibly as a backup.
1: But I think he's a mid-table championship player. I think. Yeah. Good luck to the lad. Um... <laughs> Ravel Morrison's tweeted, obviously, hasn't he? As well, I don't know if you saw this. I haven't. I was, I was literally about to say his name, so go ahead. Yeah, I just, just. I mean, I don't know what he's going through. I'm not going to slag him off, but it was just sort of no one understands what I've been through and all this sort of <laughs> talk, which you've heard him say before, haven't we? Yes. Um, and like I say, I don't know what he's going through. I'm not going to sit here and say what an idiot. But just purely on football, I just think he's shown now he's not up to it at top tier football. He's played under what? Ferguson, Wilder, Warnock, Allardyce Redknapp big name, you know these people have handled big name players and it's never worked with any of them, has it? So, it you've got to he's got to be him on rather than anything else.
0: I I do want to talk about this signing a little bit because it was obviously uh, uh, one that, that was talked about a lot when it was made, but in the end yeah. he made one league appearance, uh, off mm. the bench, played 12 minutes in the home defeats at Leicester right at the start of the season, obviously went on uh on loan to uh, Middlesbrough uh, in January, yeah. and then his contract has now expired. It was a one-year deal with us, um, so that's the last we will see of him in a blade shirt, unless yeah. there's some dramatic twist that I've not seen coming whatsoever. <laughs> um, I, think this was, I think this was worth a punt. I don't think we lost anything by bringing him in, yeah. and ultimately, you need squad players, don't you? And you, I, I will say, yeah, obviously, obviously, it hasn't worked out, but we've lost very little out of it. I mean... You know, Wilder never had a bad word to say about him, did he? And I think a couple of times he kind of singled him out for, uh, I think, praise on, yeah. on the training ground, if you like, and how that was pushing the first team. But, yeah, I mean, he only played 12 Premier League minutes, as I said. We saw him, uh, you and I saw him against Sunderland, Sunderland. in the cup. yeah. yeah. Um, and against
1: Flat, flat, flat. Oh, I can never get this <laughs> Here shot, we either. go, Filed. Filed, filed. Yeah, why do I see? Cusco Clyde. I don't know why I do that. Yeah. But yeah, filed. Um, but yeah, so I mean, obviously, I didn't go to that. I watched it on a stream, and he was all right, but he didn't stand out did I? Yeah,
0: he, you could see the skill, um, but it, it just didn't look particularly in tune with the like the way that we play. If you like, you know, he looked yeah. a bit. Um...
1: I, I remember pre-season, people were re- really excited. Weren't they? I mean, he came in against Barnsley, and he just like that. can you remember that amazing bit of skill that yeah. he did?
0: Yeah, I, I was really uh, encouraged by what saw He's so pre- like, he's got the ability to play football. I think that's what I said. Yeah, mm. sounds stupid. Yeah. But you know, he just like yeah, yeah, he, yeah. head and shoulders. Like it just immediately looks really good on the ball. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just for one reason or another, it's just not worked out. And yeah, really curious to know where he goes next. I mean, you just you kind of touched on it, didn't you? That if it's not worked for him under under managers like Ferguson and
1: and particularly Wilder, I think. Mm. But well, um, Wilder and Warnock uh, yeah. are different managers, but superb man managers mm. from what you can gather. And even people like Kerry Redknapp, you know, he, he's got a bad rap now and stuff, but he's handled big players before and big names and big egos. Didn't work out for him at QPR under him. He didn't work out for him at uh, West Ham under Allardyce. Ferguson, you know, <laughs> what, what else do you want next? Yeah, curious to see
0: where he ends up. But yeah, not one that didn't work out, but uh, very low risk on our part, I think. Um, Zivkovic I made five sub appearances 107 minutes in total Uh, did very very
1: little all I can really remember is one good cross against Wolves that Baldock almost scored from that's what I wrote down here actually just that's the only thing that I can sort of give him in terms of not that's he didn't have enough time. I'm not yeah. slagging him off, I'm not saying he's a bad player, but that's the only thing that I think he really did in the United church that I thought, hmm, that's yeah, pretty decent.
0: Yeah, we we just didn't see anything that made him look like a Premier League player, I don't nah. think, and I'd rather give that squad slot to someone else, I think, if we can sign, yeah. you know, uh I don't know Tyler Smith is obviously not close to this level yet, he's on loan at Swindon now, but maybe there's a yeah. You know, a cheapish younger player we can pick up that kind of becomes that extra striker for us. So we'll see on that one. And then the other one is Simon Moore, who obviously played um, two full games, 180 minutes, both against Manchester United. uh, Conceded six goals in two games. This is a strange one because I think think he sort of copped a bit of harsh criticism, but at the same time wasn't
1: totally flawless in those games. Um, I think Simon Moore was fantastic that first season we came in I think as a first choice for me I think he's a league one goalie. I think he's a good backup for the championship level mm. I think he's a league one goalie personally if you're going to play him week in week out and a good one as well to be fair
0: yeah I kind of in a way I kind of hope he is moving on It's not out of contract or anything like that but no, um, no. Like, brilliant at
1: kit launchers
0: as he, well he is <laughs> he's got a very high uh, high kit launch to appearance ratio <laughs> <laughs> higher than most people in the squad um but yeah, I, I mean, I, obviously, I have no idea what he wants to do. He might absolutely love being, uh, you know, backup goalkeeper here. But yeah. I almost want him to go and like play some more games now. Like, you know, you've you owe us nothing. You've, as you say, he's been part of two promotions. He's uh, he's filled. He's been the backup goalkeeper all the way through this season. Um, yeah, I'd kind of like him to go and uh, get some get some minutes playing real football now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I expect he will leave, but uh, nothing official on that yet. Anyway. Um, right, let's get into the actual ratings then. Uh, so we will start with the goalkeeper and work our way up the pitch from there. So Dean Henderson played 36 games and he, yeah, he got two yellow cards. I don't remember that. Must have been uh, a one, one, one. Say again, sorry. Possibly time wasting. I feel like he had a tangle with someone as well. Pretty sure. Oh, Everton,
1: he got booked for yeah. I remember it now. Away at Everton, he got booked. Oh for, yeah, uh, pushing and shoving or something. Yeah, he was uh, messing around with that
0: Luca Dean fella. I think. Um yeah. What What rating are you going to give Henderson out of ten for this season?
1: I, I gave him a nine, and and this was sort of it was between an eight and a nine for me. I give him a nine because I think, I think I mean, this is not one of my improvement areas because I don't. This is why I'm not. This is why I give him a nine. I think to improve on Dean Henderson next, whatever goalkeeper comes in next is going to be so 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 difficult mm. and that's why I give him a 9 above an 8 because I just think it's easy with goalkeepers the mistakes are obviously highlighted and everything he's been fantastic hasn't he really overall he's had about what 2 or 3 maybe errors I think he's proved himself this year to be at least in the top 2 best English goalkeepers I think it's him and Nick Pope yeah. uh, and that's incredible for your first season in the Premier League I don't think it's the finished article um, but you wait till next season if you don't come back and how many times do you hear the phrase end order save that <laughs> I know I'm
0: dreading it already and obviously uh,
1: very heavily linked with a couple of new
0: goalkeepers uh, yeah. Sky reported that we'd had a bid rejected for Ramsdale
1: and uh, Turkey seems to think we've signed well, I'll let you pronounce it I think it's Cake- Chekier
0: <laughs> Chekier I think
1: what was that Cake, Cake man. man. <laughs>
0: Take <laughs> one's good, but I think it's Checkier or, or here. Yeah, Czechia, like.
1: I think it is. Yeah,
0: yeah. check it out. Uh, yeah, so th- th- that suggests that Henderson um, possibly won't be here next season, which is it mm. is surprising to me. I thought we would. Um, uh, I thought we'd try and maybe we will still try and bring him back, you know. But yeah. maybe we're also kind of exploring uh, other options. I wonder here. if it's got to the point where
1: we're thinking, right? We need a goalkeeper now. If we're going to build long term. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's... I was wondering if it's kind of... If we're sort of testing the water in terms of, like, can we get that goalkeeper now? Mm-hmm. And if uh, if Bournemouth want, like, a ridiculous amount of money for Ramsdale, then it's not worth it versus just punting on it for another season and getting Henderson yeah. back. I mean, I yeah. think you're right. I think whoever we sign, they're not going to be as good as Henderson. I'd be really, really surprised if they are next season. Um, yeah. I've also given him a 9 out of 10, by the way. I think... Yeah. Yeah, I think to get ten as a goalkeeper, you need an almost flawless season. And I will so I've got those thirteen clean sheets, but I will say we defended really well in front of him um, in terms of keeping yeah. the shots down as well. So I think it's it's different to like um, let's say Foster or um, or Dubravka is the the best possible example. Sorry, where yeah it, just, it,
1: yeah, pulling save after save off every week.
0: Yeah, and and his team absolutely needing him to do that. I. I don't think we'd finish ninth if we'd had um, I don't know, just pick a pick an average goalkeeper from the Premier League. Simon
1: Moore. <laughs> Simon
0: Moore's probably too extreme, but uh, you know, an average starting goalkeeper. Yeah, uh, so you're,
1: you're talking like I Pickford. don't know, uh, Pepe Reina at the moment. Yeah, wow.
0: Yeah, but I, yeah. I don't. But I, my point is, I don't think we'd have got relegated with an average goalkeeper. No, we, we no. Probably would have finished like 12th or 13th or something like that. So, whilst I've no, I, I definitely think Henderson did win us plenty of points this season and you know i'm saying he had a great season in 9 out of 10 yeah i think uh, i think to get to up to 10 is is a real a real effort i suppose um he on his advanced metrics he was top 3 in the premier league for save percentage so shots on target that he saved um football ref do this stat which is basically uh, the xg of your shots faced Minus the goals he conceded, it's, it's a measure of how good a goalkeeper he is at, at saving shots, essentially. Uh, and he was sixth best in the whole Premier League for that. Um, I was quite surprised by this. Top five for um, percentage of crosses stopped, so crosses that come into the box that he uh, catches or punches away. Because um, yeah. I, I sometimes I think like sometimes I think that's a little bit of a weakness of his. Like... He
1: stays on his line a little bit more. I mean, I remember like sort of uh, I'm going to say Nick Blackburn, Jamal Blackman. Hmm. He just—he was fantastic I thought, coming coming off crosses and stuff because he was just that big. He just sort yeah. of one-handed like basketball player twirling it on his on his finger, like, coming <laughs> yeah. out sort of thing. And I remember when Anderson first came in, and I, I remember a few complaints from people saying he's always oh, not got the presence that Blackman had and stuff like that. And, mm. I, and I, I think there is—that's again something slightly can work, on, I think.
0: Yeah, so it's, it, it, I think it's fifth, as I said, and you know, those stopping crosses is kind of dictated a bit by the location of the crosses. I think if they yeah, come in like it's... to the penalty spot, he might not be coming out from but but the keepers that are ahead of him are Pope, Foster, Geiter, the Palace keeper and Allison. So, you know, that's mm. pretty much a who's who of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League yeah. it? Kind of stacks So, um what what's your uh, what's your
1: Henderson magic moment? We you mentioned it last last week, but um the the match-winning save against Norwich away I think that was just a superb save. And as you said at the time, it was really important. We just lost to Newcastle. not That would to be no winning five, I think it were. And I just think, I think we both, I, I watched that with you, in fact, didn't I? I mean, we were both saying like, that's like as good as a goal.
0: Mm, yeah, true. I've I've gone for his other save against Norwich, actually. The, yeah, uh,
1: it's between those two, weren't it? Yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, th- I think the one you've mentioned is, is bigger in the context of the season for the reasons you've laid out there. But the, yeah, the the sort of triple save against Norwich, which wasn't... I don't think there was like a one save in that that was like outstandingly athletic, but it was just the... I guess the presence and the athleticism to sort of, you know, flip his body over and make another yeah. block. And yeah, I thought it was just...
1: I remember watching that game in the cop and I was right in front of Apollo an awful view mm. and I couldn't really see what was going on and I just saw the Norwich fans, yo, yo, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> yeah,
0: I just assumed it was a goal. I remember just being yeah. like, oh, uh, yeah. damn, they've scored. Oh no, they've definitely scored this time. Oh no, they've definitely scored this time, <laughs> Some I hadn't. Um The header against Giroud, winning the header against Giroud was good as well in the uh, last couple of games. Really enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, but, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, brilliant.
0: Yeah, one of his two saves against Norwich, definitely. Uh, let's move on to. So we haven't mentioned Verips, who didn't play a league minute. Um, but obviously, <laughs> played a few minutes in the cup before getting totaled by uh by Kean Brian, who's ben, yeah. another player we haven't won't, won't mention because didn't. Uh, yeah, did not make an appearance. Um, let's move into defence.
1: Where do you want to start? We've got to go with Gorgeous George, I think, first. Um, I'd give him an eight, which is, I think, probably a little bit harsh, this, because I think it's fair to say he was in the top ten right-backs in the league, to be completely honest. Mm. Um, I-, I think that's a fair shout. And I- it-, it was one I wondered, would he step up? I think we all wondered, you know, his final ball weren't the best. And that's the reason i give him an eight, because I do still think that final ball, you know, he... <sighs> It, it can be better. I think he's only got, what, three assists? You you kindly wrote down his stats here.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, three assists for someone who played every week. And we do go to the wings a lot. Mm. I think that could have been better and he could have possibly got more goals. But, you know, he doesn't have the explosiveness of like a Trent Alexander, uh, sorry, a Wambasaka or something. He doesn't have the final ball of a Trent alexander Arnold. But I think defensively, he's probably better than both. Or as good as both. Uh, so, And I've read someone recently say, I know he's not premiership quality. Well, good luck finding a better one.
0: Yeah, that is uh, that is the challenge, isn't it? Um, I've also gone 8 out of 10, actually, for very similar reasons. I think fantastic defensively. I, yeah. I've been so impressed with... Th- his last two seasons um, defending have been amazing. And obviously, he stepped up to the Premier League, he's going up against some really difficult players down the left. And, yeah, it's, he's he's done... Yeah. I can't think of many, if any, opponents who've given him anything close to the runaround. I mean, if you think back to... Um, think back to the first game of last championship season where Swansea... I think it was Montero went it for Swansea. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Oh, he had him on toast in the second half. It was... I
1: even really remember the beginning of that season. I think it was you and Jay, maybe. On the, it can't have been, I don't think you are doing it with Jay that early. But I remember listening to someone and it was when Kieran Freeman came in for a bit earlier on in the season. Hmm. Um, and he, he scored, didn't he, against... Bolton I think it was and everyone was saying oh how much I think it might have been you anyway how much difference we're getting from both flanks now from Stevens as I say Sam Freeman's and it looked like Freeman's shirt mm. for him to come back as he has and not just take the shirt but sort of almost push Freeman out of the club you know <laughs> he's yeah. because he's that much like sort of the dif- definitive number one right back
0: yeah um or def- yeah defensively absolutely tremendous like a, a, an amazing effort and Yeah, played every single minute of every single game. Two goals, three assists. I also, yeah, I'm just knocking him down a little bit because I do wonder if we should expect more going forward from that. As you say, it's kind of that usage, isn't it, of how often we get the ball to him on the right wing. Um, His expected assists were 1.6, so he actually outperformed that slightly. But that just shows you he's not... You know, for three and three thousand four hundred minutes, that's not yeah. a very high chance creation at all. And I get that. You know, a lot of the time he's kind of playing a pass through to uh, Lundstrom or Basham or back yeah. to Norwood or someone like that, like that, who then sets up a chance. But yeah, I, I did think that was um, a little bit low, actually. Um, yeah, I've got two goals here for Baldock. Is that
1: right? Yeah, he scored against uh, Norwich and then the one against Tottenham, which you probably didn't really mean.
0: Oh, of course. Sorry, I com- completely forgot that Spurs goal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I actually, I've written down in my notes one goal, <laughs> even though I've got two written
1: right here. In yeah, I mean that would have been an assist for him anyway. Well, it'd have been disallowed, unfortunately. Yeah, in. but I think he's. You know, we're looking at the negatives and stuff, and I think everyone, I think even himself, I think he put a tweet out, didn't he? Or. a, a something on Instagram after the West Ham game, saying, yes, I know, I need to work on my final ball. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, it's a couple of chances against them, and he gets into really, really good positions, and he's not the most effective at taking those opportunities, I don't feel. Yeah, I
0: Claxon uh, here, I'm going to play my first player to improve upon. Wow. Card. I know, I found, this, I found this hard to pick, but... The way that we play, we need to create more chances. We play three at the back. We are excellent defensively. We need we as so much of our game relies on crosses. Like I think we're one of the most uh, the highest crossing teams in the entire Premier League. Yeah, and yet we are also not very high on chance creation and goal scoring as well. I just I wonder if there's a sacrifice, a trade-off to be made here, where we go from having a really good defensive right wing back through. An average defensive right wing back who is really good on the ball and can create and dribble at people better. A I bit don't...
1: like uh, what we're linked with Anthony Robinson on the other side, aren't we? Yeah,
0: a little um, bit. From what I've
1: seen of him, he's more attack minded than defence minded.
0: Matty Cash is another one been linked Matty with. Cash, as well. obviously. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, 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 think, I think I'm, I'm absolutely fine with uh, having balled up back next season and you know for the foreseeable future, but. I just wonder to take us to the next step up um, and I think mm. if you contrast him with uh, we'll talk about the, the other wing back next I think the the difference in uh, like I, I guess creativity is, is quite stark between them so he's definitely been I think this has been his best season in a in United show oh, yeah. which is yeah, you know, even even allowing for the step up in competition, but yeah, I I would like to see more going forward for sure, and that's why I've got him as uh, eight out of ten. And look, this is a good squad. The first team has been really, really good this season, so it's mm. hard it's hard to pick areas to improve, I suppose. But yeah, yeah I just feel I feel like our left hand side is much more creative than our right hand side. I think um, that's
1: fair. I think that is fair.
0: Yeah, and uh, which is
1: weird because Basham probably gets he's probably more creative than O'Connell, oh, would you say in yeah and so
0: well I, i'm not to uh not to skip ahead too
1: far but yeah my, my, one of the things
0: i did want to say with basham is i think if you if you take basham out of that right hand side it suddenly looks pretty weak I, I think we'd really struggle from an attack yeah, I perspective agree. i agree with that yeah. um so yeah I, I want to see more from baldock basically as good as he's been he's had a, an excellent season and yeah, obviously uh, obviously playing every minute is uh, is a great achievement as well. Um what's your what's your magic moment for him?
1: Well, that's what i would say what you've just said actually. For me it's the full time uh full time whistle at Southampton because he's played every single minute in the prem which forget about the obviously the jokes about him we all thought he was going to get sent off and get seven yellow cards if you wrote yeah. down Yeah, as we said a lot of yellow cards really to play every minute in a premier league in your first season ever in the premier league that's a that's a really something you should be proud of i think you know he's not he's 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 worked hard to get into this point and then he's got to this point and he's smashed it basically
0: yeah and it's it's you know the intensity of the role that he plays as well Exactly, I mean. yeah uh just you know, obviously he is is great defensively as I said, but he plays so high up the pitcher, the fifteenth most tackles in the final third out of the entire Premier League. So yeah. you know, that that's typically so that list is generally forwards, you know, the most in yeah, the final yeah. third. So yeah, really, really good season from him for sure. Um let's talk about Ender Stevens next then. Uh, yeah. I've I've gone a nine out of ten for Ender. Mm-hmm. Uh I it would be a ten out of ten if our season ended after that Norwich home game but I've got to knock him down a bit after the lockdown because yeah. he, he had a mare. He had an absolute shocker. He did. But, but I really think, the more I thought about this, I think he might have been my player of the season vote if we'd finished the season
1: after Norwich. He He'd was... be in my top, top, top three or four, undoubtedly. It was
0: absolutely tremendous. Um, defensively, the 10th most blocks in the Premier League. Uh, it was by far our most creative player over the entire season, uh, and expected assists of five point four. You got all the nutmegs. You know, there's very, very few players got the better of him in the in the first two thirds of the season. I think only um, only Pereira of uh, Leicester and and Doherty for um, for Wolves like really gave him a difficult game. Only two goals, got four assists as well. But as I say, his expected assists were were up over five, so much more creative. And yeah, I just I just thought he was. Tremendous! He, he just looked like our most skillful, most creative player for for two thirds of the season. So yeah, nine out of ten for me. How about you?
1: I gave him an eight, which obviously seems harsh, but I just thought his post lockdown form. We all, none of us were good. None of the players were good, should I say, after the post lock. We were good, me and you. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, post lockdown, uh, none, none of the players were good, uh, like not you know on a consistent basis. But I just thought Stevens fell off a cliff, and that were ten games, is it eleven? In fact, including the Arsenal one. Yes. And I think that's eleven pretty poor games in a row, which is why I went for an A. I agree with everything you've just said pre-lockdown, absolutely fantastic. Ten out of ten or close to ten out of ten. I think you're one of the few players who looked right at home from the get go. Mm. I think we were, we were a bit tentative in those first few weeks. You know, we got some decent results and stuff, but we were you know, everyone were playing within themselves a little bit, understandably so. I think Stephen's just bang, we're in, you know, I'm a Premier League player, let's go. I remember that first game at Bournemouth, he looked so comfortable. Uh, Palace and you know and then Chelsea second half against Chelsea was superb and that carried on all the way through but I just feel that it's too many games for me to give him a 9, too many poor games for me to give him a 9
0: mm, I suppose it is yeah it's close to what is it slightly more than a quarter of the season at that point yeah. isn't it um, yeah and it was it was a hell of a cliff that he fell off as well I mean, the...
1: maybe if it had happened the other way around I might have given him a 9 maybe it's because he's mm. fresh in my mind maybe I've got sort of bias in that sort of uh, in that sense but I, I yeah I gave him an 8
0: yeah, um, it's going to be interesting to see which uh, which Stevens plays next season, if you like. Yeah,
1: <laughs> well, hopefully we'll have some backup this year, because that is both wing-backs, we definitely need some competition, don't we?
0: Yeah, Stevens also started every single game and missed, uh, this is going to challenge my maths, 60, 73 minutes. Which um, will be an injury as well, won't it, when Osborne came on? and yes indeed so that's I think that's right 73 yeah that's that's all he missed this season so yeah you're right massive workload on both of those and yeah very very strongly linked with uh young lad from Wigan Anthony Robinson as as well so that would be good to see as well Uh, magic moment for me I think it's got to be that Brighton goal like arguably our goal of the season just a a stunning hit on the uh, on the half volley just smashing it into
1: the net amazing I, from Stevens I gone differently actually even though yeah. I had my goal of the season I've gone for that cross against Burnley you know, for Lund- Lundstrom second just because it was an all round great move but that cross had to be perfect for, for that and I just thought it was a fantastic fantastic cross in
0: it was fantastic yeah great great shout indeed um, which, which defender do you want to do next
1: well I'm going to go to a, a 10 out of 10 and it's Mr Chris Basham I think it has to be a 10 for Basham
0: I've also gone 10 out of 10 yeah it has to be doesn't it go on make the case
1: I mean, we talked about him. Like, I think he, we talked about him a lot last last podcast. But I think people talk about him being a cult hero and all this. I think he's more than a cult hero. I think cult hero does him a disservice to a degree. Mm. I think he's better than that. I think he's been he's been superb for four seasons now. You know, week in, week out, pretty much. Um, but yeah, and I just think, yeah, I, what, what more can we say about Basham? To be fair, he's he's stepped up to the plate every single time we've asked him to, and. So impressive this season. His energy levels. He's, he's, you know, he's with the ball and off the ball and out of the ball and stuff. Just
0: brilliant. Yeah, and I think it, it just immense credit to him that he's probably. Hmm. maybe you can find somebody maybe you've got a contradiction for me here but I would say he was our best player post lockdown or
1: yeah I agree I think he was definitely our best player post lockdown that's why I gave him the player of the year in the end because I think yeah. Flex Stevens etc came back O'Connell didn't play too much and all this sort of stuff Egan had a few dodgy games Basham for me other than that last game we're pretty much back to you know what he were pre-lockdown
0: um, yeah he was uh, obviously my player of the year pick as well and, and the uh, indeed the Blades fans consensus player of the year pick and mm. it's but yeah, as we said at the time, you know, it's not just sentimentality here. He has been amazing. It's it's yeah. just... He's genuinely been one of the best defenders in the Premier League. And then you throw in the attacking stuff as well. Mm. Um, 11th most tackles in the whole Premier League. Uh, out of the top 20 players who made the most tackles, only Serge Aurier and uh, Juan Bissaka were dribbled past less, so... Mm. Yeah, he, he was basically very, very good at tackling. A hard man to get past. Yeah. Only one assist uh, and no goals. It wasn't. This is one thing where it's like, uh, I guess Basham is a lot like pass before the pass kind of guy. But yeah, yeah, expe- yeah, yeah. Yeah, expected assists, only one point three, so kind of right around what yeah what he actually came out to. So
1: you look at our goals though, He's involved in so many, is not they?
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, and and as I you know said a few minutes ago, I think if he doesn't play for stretches next season, I think that is a big problem as the squad stands. I really think that will hamstring us a bit, and this is why I... Th- I, I re- we, We're going to need to replace Basham at some point, and I think we need to get that player in now, in terms yeah, of like yeah, the yeah, next yeah. man up. And that, I guess yeah. that's kind of what we were trying to do with Retzos, I think, when he came in on uh, on loan yeah. with a view to a, a permanent deal. So I don't know, maybe, maybe we go back in for him, maybe we've got somebody else lined up, but yeah, I think you know Basham's thirty-two now. He's he's another one that started every single game next uh, last season. It's I don't know. It's it seems to be an you know they they always say don't they, he's like the fittest bloke in the squad, and when they're doing yeah. the um, yeah. you know the Terror Tuesday laps and all that, yeah. stuff, he, he's always the one like leading the leading the charge. But it seems it seems optimistic to think he'll play all thirty-eight games next season. And I, th- I think we need cover there quite urgently, to be honest. Yeah, yeah I completely agree. Who would have thought we would be so reliant on Chris Basham
1: before this season? He's the one player like all the way through we've thought, yeah, he, he's going to need upgrading on. And you've already mentioned my best moment for him is winning both player of the year. I think he run mm. unsung all the way through the rise. and Almost a joke in a way how he played, you know, with the, what do they call it, snake hips and stuff like that. Isn't it, Bernie? Hits, yeah. yeah. Bernie said, oh, that might have been Billy Sharp. But, you know, that's a huge recognition. He, he, he's gone from being this cult hero, for, in my opinion, this sort of oh, I love Basham, yeah, he gets stuck into being like a proper, well-respected Premier League player. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we're genuinely shocked when he won it as well. Yeah, that's nice. Um, I mean, I do, obviously I can't see
0: the future, but I, I do think, you know, people will talk about him in like 20, 30 years with like, yeah. as an actual Blades legend kind of thing. You know, probably the way that we'll talk about Sharp, I guess, just... You know, he's he's been he's got that that sort of underdog story. If he was here when we were rubbish, and he's now our best player when <laughs> now yeah. that we're great. Or uh, yeah. you know, certainly in, in that conversation. So yeah, ten out of ten for me for sure. Um, magic moment for me is his back heel against Villa to set yeah. up. Um, Flex first goal. I just thought. Yeah. I just thought that was just the distillation of Chris. Bash loads
1: Basham. Is that run against City, which I love as well. Is just you know, I and mean, we talked about him all last week. But yeah.
0: Yeah. No, they're absolutely is. But that's uh, that's mine. Um, Jack O'Connell. Uh, I've gone nine out of ten. And snap. Okay. Good. I was. I
1: can't.
0: I feel strange talking about O'Connell because he's so good. I think we said this before, didn't it? He? He's so good that we. Kind of take it for granted a little bit. I don't I've know.
1: Put exactly that. Here. What I've put in my little notes here is realistically, he should have been an 8 because he's 8 out of 10 every week. Yeah. <laughs> but that consistency makes him a 9. He doesn't stand out like Egan or Basham, you know, the other defensive people. But we saw what a miss he was when he were out, didn't
0: we? Yeah, for sure. And actually, just to, to skip ahead to the magic moment part, I, I struggle to pick one mm. because I don't feel like he's he's not a highlight real player which is, is strange because he's so important to us um, particularly going forward and you know we saw immediately after um, after the restart like how hampered we are down the left when he doesn't play and it, it really took you know it kind of took for him to get back in the team before we got anything close yeah. to that fluidity yeah. back down the left and, and
1: all I'm right I'm he's just not O'Connell
0: yeah and all right we were missing Fleck as well for a period yeah. of that so it, it does you know it's two thirds of that whole side stripped out but you know, no goals. Stevens form. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that is fair though. Um, no goals, only one assist, which I believe was the um, uh, the Arsenal goal at home, where he heads the corner, yeah. back, corner back across from Musa to score. Kind of just think like, could he have contributed a bit more going forward? I mean, it's you know, it's not something you particularly should rely on him for, I suppose. And I don't feel like he was wasteful or anything like that, but I think. I kind of wanted to see a little bit more production from him. And I guess also we, you know, we have maybe not had the centre-backs bombing forward quite as often this yeah. season, obviously. What having I did, what
1: I did uh, love to see, and I think, showed, I mean, Robinson, I thought, against Spurs in particular, was really getting into that role, you know, getting forward a little bit more against Tottenham and stuff. Yeah, I think he'd he sort of grown into it a little bit. But I remember when O'Connell came back against Wolves and it's just that, you know, that head-down run, what he does, like, and he just knows perfectly the system. yeah. Uh, but my, my best moment for him actually was that sort of assist thing that he did against Palace, you know, in the yeah, first home game. That's what I've gone for as well. But, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I just thought everyone's like, oh, overlapping center right it's not going to work in this, like, you're going to get annihilated and all this sort of nonsense. <laughs> and then first home game, it was popping up, crossing the ball, you know, it's Jack O'Connell. And I just thought that we just like, yeah, I have that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so 9 out of 10, he's, he's been amazing. I, I still think he is... Uh... One of our most important players, and probably pound for pound, our, our best and most valuable player as he has yeah. been for the last couple of seasons. Um, yeah, if if, you, if I had to do like a, you know, which players could we uh, not do without? If you like, would we miss the most? He's definitely in my top one or two. I think. Oh yeah, on. yeah, completely. Nice. Uh, the other centre half, then um, the starting centre half, anyway. Uh, John Egan, what have you gone for?
1: I gave him a nine, mm. which is a bit off, maybe, because Ooh. he was fantastic. Why do you Ooh. think he's? Got, oh, have you got an eight. I've got eight too. Interesting, interesting. Uh, I just thought, like, other people talk about his lack of pace being an issue before the season, but other than a couple of balls over the top, I don't think we really saw that. I think that was possibly the way we played as well. I think for where we are, you look around at some of the defenders elsewhere in the league. I don't know if he can get better than Egan in that position, to be completely honest, but I think him and O'Connell get in most teams below the top 10.
0: Okay, I'm gonna, I need to warm up here. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me just uh, crack the neck and get ready, because not only have I gone lower and given an 8 out of 10, I'm going to play my second oh
1: my word, this player is to this improve is upon. To card. be fair, someone on the S2, Raul off the S2 said that uh, we energetically agree with each other for two and a half hours, so this is good. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> That's a great line, actually. I'll have to update my uh,
0: update the podcast Twitter bio for that one. Um, how can I put this? Uh, well, I mean, a few weeks ago, I did sort of just not based on anything, but I did just say to you, like, how surprised would you be if John Egan is not playing for us next season? And you, you were not. Not totally surprised was was what you said. I think.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Just purely because I think it is the easiest position to improve on. are the three centre halves.
0: Yes, absolutely. I think he's. So I've gone a eight out of ten. So I still think you know think he's had a really, really good season. And I will say, uh, the fifth most clearances in the whole Premier League, twelfth most blocks. Uh, he was twenty-first for aerial wind duel percentage, which is very good for centre halves. Also top five for errors leading to opposition shots and the players who are around him here. It's not good reading. It's Tyro Mings, Courtney Hawes, Godfrey of of Norwich. A little bit error prone for me this season and I do think caught out a few times in costly ways. I just think, I don't know, I I do think he has been really good but at the same time I, I just wonder if somebody comes in with an offer for him if we just say, yeah, you
1: know what? we can probably replace John Egan and we let him go. I'd rather lose Egan than O'Connell, but that is not a slight for me on his performances. That's just because of the unique system that we play. My argument against that, what you're saying and stuff is, can you count how many goals he's cost us though? Mm. I can think of like two or three maybe. Like Chelsea, which is him and O'Connell sort of getting each other's way. Maybe. Uh, uh, I can't really think of any more off the top of my head I've not, not looked into this but
0: yeah I just I, I don't know the other thing is I I wonder if we can if we get more out of a centre back that can play a bit more I mean he's not an incredible passer I don't think um, yeah I just I, I don't know I had to pick three players that we could improve on and this seemed like this to me seemed like one of the most obvious ones I think of like this is a, an area that we could upgrade with a, a centre half who can is slightly less error prone. Can still do all the uh, you know the the kind of high usage defensive work that, um, that mm. I mentioned there because we you know have have been under the cosh a fair bit as well. But yeah, doesn't doesn't go wandering quite as often. I, I you know I can think of a few examples where I've just been like Egan, why are you in the half? Like why are you getting you know losing out on that fifty fifty and suddenly you know, our whole defence is exposed.
1: So it's interesting this because neutral fans. All seem to think Egan's our best defender. If you listen to, you know, when I'd obviously do the view from and stuff or talks, but or even and I also were getting the Wednesday pre-season predictions and stuff. They were all saying Egan's fantastic. You lose Egan, if you lose Egan, Egan's. And I don't think many of our fans really see it like that as much as I have given him a nine. And I think he's fantastic. I think it is sort of the place. That I understand completely why you've gone for the uh, the what what did you call it the the red not red alert. The one to replace, or whatever you call it. Yeah, improve, improve upon. <laughs> the pr- improve upon, yeah. Uh, I can understand completely why you've gone for that. I just think that... It, I think he gets into most Premier League teams, and I think we we'll would be struggling to get someone better than him.
0: Yeah, that is fair. For the I don't wages think, and stuff as well. I don't think it's an urgent area to improve upon at all, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, it is it, it is a player that I kind of look at and think, maybe we could find someone better we just mm. we just don't need to right now what we do definitely need is uh, is good backup though um, well i mean what what would you Egan's moment first of all it's got to be the winner against wolves on it i mean this is the other thing he, he should have scored more goals this season i know mm. he suddenly he suddenly caught up with two but um i think his uh, his xg was uh, it was closer to 3 or 4 i think so he he did, he did start to catch up towards the end of the season. He but... did
1: miss a few chances. Uh, yeah. I went for the performance at Everton, actually. I just thought that was the best individual performance of the season by a player. Mm.
0: Yeah, I almost feel... I think he's a good... I think he's like Sean in those backs-to-the-wall games. I'm about to... I'm
1: literally about to say exactly that, yeah. That's where he's... He's a bit like Chris Morgan in that sense.
0: Mm. But um, if we're going gonna... if... to if we're gonna try and become a team that doesn't have like 25 percent possession as we do in some of these matches Mm -hmm. and you know take that next step to being like a properly established top half premier league team i do wonder if we need someone who can do more with the ball and not make as many errors i think in games where uh you know we're in control and suddenly it's just one long ball we're caught or he just goes and makes a bad decision and team gets in and we concede and suddenly we're, we're 1-0 down and now we're pushing for a point instead of three. So
1: I just think if you put Egan, say like now Egan's available for transfer, like apparently Lundstrom is, I think you're getting a lot of bids from Premier League clubs coming in.
0: Yeah, I, I do agree with that, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, look, I still think he's immensely valuable to us for sure and I think he's had a really good season, but yeah, it's still, uh, if I had to pick one, as I do, or three, then uh, he was on my list. Yeah. Um, Let's move to
1: backup central defenders. This is one of my improves. It's Phil Jagielka because it might seem a bit of a cop-out picking a, an improvement on a backup, but I'd be if Egan, for instance, was out for three months, I would be petrified playing with Jagielka for three months personally.
0: <laughs> you've, you've broke the game. I said a minimum 1,000 minutes played for a... Uh... Oh, did it?
1: Oh, sorry. I've ruined it. I'm out. Have, have I'm you out. just have you just picked uh, Callum Robinson,
0: Mo Bessage and Luke no, Freeman? No,
1: no, no, no. The other two are actual first teamers, to be fair. Uh, but, yeah, sorry, yeah. Oh, didn't, read, right. didn't, didn't read the small print. Yeah, that,
0: that just means you lose the game because you lost, didn't do it. Yeah. yeah, anyway, talk about Jags.
1: Yeah, it might seem a bit odd. I'll give him a 5 out of 10. I might seem odd so. considering he only started 2 and he didn't make any major errors, but I felt there were a massive drop off from Egan. Like a really big drop off from Egan. and I think he hard because he never got into a run of games to get in the swing of things. But I felt like he really average in the cup games, and he got an absolute run around against Millwall. You know, in the FA Cup. Oh, flipping it! Yeah, I forgot about that. And it was all over the place, really. Again, it really got like so. I mean, the ball over the top in those that that game against Millwall were just oh frightening. Mm. And I think, yeah, I think this is definitely something we 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 desperately need to look at. We need someone for Basham. We need someone. We've got someone for O'Connell now. As a backup, I think that central central defender, I would not be, in in any way confident playing with Jagielka for two or three months.
0: No, I mean, do, do we do we know if he's still going to be
1: here next season? I mean, I sort really of... knows. I don't. I don't really know what's happening. To be fair, it's a one year con. His
0: contract is running out, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're only a one year deal. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I don't know if we get. I love Jagielka. He was like my favourite player when I was like. <laughs> Fifteen and sixteen, and then right the way through to he's yeah. you know, getting the Premier League last season. But uh, I don't know. I, I feel it's probably time to move on. <laughs> Sorry,
1: Jack. I, I just think he's he's all right coming on. You know, if he's not much money, get him on the bench. Premiership experience and all that. I just think we've got to be looking. We've got to be improving upon those sort of players now for for coming in for our main starting eleven. Yeah,
0: completely. Uh, I gave him five out of ten as well. Uh, he played six times, two starts. Um so which were the starts then? There was Manu at home.
1: There was Manu away as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Manu and um, Manu away, yeah. Egan, John Egan <laughs> took those two games. And it, I mean it's not all his fault, but we did let six goals in and it is Manu, I'm, I'm aware of that as well. But yeah. Yeah, I think and, and obviously Simon Moore in goal, there's a lot of fights, it's not Jagielka's fault, but yeah, I, I just think that I, I think he's po- probably past their Premier League level to be honest.
0: Yeah, he, he did pretty much what I expected of him, to be honest. There so were a, a couple of good cameos and fill in jobs. Like I think uh, away at Everton, he came on and uh, you know just helped us repel what they were throwing at us in that yeah. game. I feel like maybe, uh, I don't know, it might have been Palace at home, but there was, a, there was a home game near the start of the season where we were, like, defending. And we yeah, it was,
1: yeah, out. and he came on and did, oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, never couple, away came on, didn't he? Yeah, yeah but, yeah, no, he... he I guess he almost wasn't on the pitch long enough to drive this mark up and obviously, you know, he, he was exposed at times against a really good Manu team in yeah. ridiculous heat in the in the second game anyway. Yeah. Um magic moment for me, I've got that block against Chelsea, which I think we were three nil up at the time, but it was just a yeah. just a a made, probably his single best bit of defending that he did. I've actually season.
1: gone for against a three three against Manu, I don't know if you remember this. When we got back to three three, Manu sort of went forward and he just came steaming out and booted the out of play for a
0: no, I don't remember that. Do you remember that? Yeah,
1: it was the very last kick, almost, of the game where Man United—I you know, don't know who it was, what player it is—Rashford or Lingard or someone like that. He like sort of had it uh, in the like, the final third, and he just came running out and booted it out. <laughs> oh, it just yeah, just is coming back to me. Yeah, yeah, I think that was his, that was his final. You know, nothing against him this season. I think he, he's done what he's done when he's come in. He's he's not been a, a a disgrace or anything. We've not had to rely on him, but that's the worry: can we get away with the injuries that we got away with this season? Hmm
0: yeah very fair um, alright I think one more defender right uh, Jack Robinson yeah. Jack Robinson yeah I've gone 6 out of 10 for Robinson right. I've gone 7 um, yeah I, I can see it I think just uh, I don't know I think the, the way compared to some of my other ratings I felt I couldn't quite get to a, a 7 out of 10 mm. Um mm played 505 minutes six starts uh it surprised me how solid he looked to be honest yeah. and and i feel like he was you know barring a couple of couple of games in the middle he seemed to be sort of getting better as the season went on um i thought it was tremendous against arsenal in the cup yeah it um, was. yeah good cross great long throw everyone loves a long throw some really good defensive moments as well just just looked a, a good, good solid backup. To be honest, a good, uh, yeah. I think if he if he played more, I think that probably does get up to a seven out of ten. But yeah, I think for you know maybe three or four good games,
1: I think six out of ten feels right for me. The reason I went for seven is because I think you can have an argument for how many games did you say play five, six stars. six yeah. stars. I think you could have an argument that you were mana matching three of those.
0: Hmm, which I'll, ones were? Those?
1: I think Villa away. Mm. uh and um in the cup against uh oh, Reading, awesome.
0: no, he, redding sorry uh,
1: yeah you were really good in that match as well the only one that he were a bit dodging for me with the burnley away game uh but he kept give, giving the ball away and then even in the final game against southampton i think you were our best player to be honest
0: yeah it was good you could probably talk me up to a, a six and a half if we were doing half marks <laughs> but but we're not don't worry it'll average out to six and a half um Magic moment, I've gone for that that massive tackle
1: against Southampton in the last game. Yeah, snap, I've gone for the, exactly the same, yeah. Okay, was it Ings, I think, was on
0: the Yeah, board? Danny Ings, Just
1: basically, just, he's thinking this is in, and then out of nowhere, boom, Jack Robinson's in there. It I was think we just... can get more out of him going forward, but I think that should come. You know, he has played left-back before and wing-back, so he knows that sort of position of getting forward and things. So yeah. I think that's the, that's the issue with having him in above O'Connell. It, it's more of an attacking loss than a the defensive one.
0: Yeah, I feel like that was coming together towards the more games he played. He he felt like he was getting forward a bit more, for sure. Um, Right, I think that's all the defenders. So let's let's take a quick break and then we'll move on to uh, midfield. Quick break to bring you a message from one of our sponsors. Before I do, I just want to say a huge thank you to anyone who's supported any of the sponsors of this podcast. That is the number one way to support this podcast, is to support the people that sponsor it. So, yeah, thank you very much to anyone and everyone out there that's uh, that's gone ahead and done that. And let me tell you about one of those sponsors, and that is Beer 52. Now, Beer 52 are offering a free case of their hand picked beers to Blades Pod subscribers. All you need to do is head to Beer52.com slash Bladespod. Sign up, cover just the £4.95 for postage. They will deliver a case of eight free beers direct to your door, meaning you barely need to leave the sofa to sip delicious craft beer from around the world. These aren't just any beers. Beer 52 are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. They traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting craft beers out there from the greatest small batch breweries and deliver it straight to your door. They don't hold you to ransom, you can leave at any time, with no cost to you. Sign up today, get your free case of craft beer, you get it from beer52.com slash bladespod that is the num- the word beer then the number's 52.com slash bladespod Thank you very much, now back to the podcast Alright, and we're back, and uh, yeah, we're going to look at midfield next. Uh,
1: which, which player do you want to start with? Let's go Norwood, the pivot, the sort of you know the one who the, the the starting midfielder. Yes, the centerpiece. That's the one. That's the one. It's too hot for, for words
0: today. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think pivot is like is that's like football analyst term. You've is been it playing, I don't, too I, much too yeah, much football well,
1: manager? Take it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, what are you going for? He gets a bit of stigma, now, I think, but I think in 30, 40 years time, people are going to be telling the kids how good he was because he stands out. I think he's the most aesthetically pleasing passer in football oh wow i really do Do you know i love it i absolutely love it i think his passing is ridiculous at times Mm. he's not fast he's not strong and certain midfielders this season we've seen just run past him aren't we and sort of barge him out of the way and he's and he gives the ball away now and again i think he did more he stands out more because he's norwood and he he gives it away in sometimes dangerous situations because of the, the the role he plays but I, I, oh, I'm going to miss him. When he when he goes, I'm going to miss those passes. I'll give him an eight, by the way.
0: I've, yeah, I've gone eight out of ten as well. I mean, yeah, you said that, you know, getting dribble past and you know, not being particularly fast or strong, but I did see his top five in the whole Premier League for most possession wins. Mm. Um, it's just, I mean, there's positioning and, and smartness, really. You know, yeah. just really, really impressive. But, yeah, he's, his passing has been unbelievable. I mean, only... So, he's got... um. Uh, one goal which was a penalty and yeah. uh, and only one assist um, which I believe would be the Egan header against
1: Wolves is that yeah, his uh, yeah I, I think I'm so I'm really surprised he's only got one assist actually
0: well I am uh, his expected assists are almost four so he's been very unlucky there so that's yeah the- he, we should have scored three more goals off off chances he created, basically. Um, so yeah, a bit unlucky with that. With his with the goals, I mean, obviously you can throw in the uh, the own goal at Palace that is um, you know his corner led yeah, to if you want yeah, to credit course, him for yeah. that, and uh, obviously the goal against Villa as well in the second game. So and obviously you know, the
1: goal against Everton
0: was a that was another own goal. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's strange. This a strange thing where you don't get an assist. Or a goal for it, even though you you definitely had an involvement in it. But yeah, I, I think he stepped up really, really well. I think yeah, a couple of a, a couple of games and times where it, the thing with Nord, we always say though, it's almost a bit of a cliche now that like every I don't know every eight or nine games, he just and probably longer than that probably more like twelve or thirteen games, just was yeah. an absolute horror show. And because he's our like <laughs> highest usage player in terms of possession. You just notice it so much. I mean, there's been so many, so many of those games this season where I've, I've been like, I can't believe how many times he gave the ball away. And then I look at his stats and he's like misplaced seven passes in 90 minutes or something. But you yeah. you feel every single one of them because it's like, what are you doing? Just passing it straight to that guy on the drop? Yeah, pass. yeah.
1: And it does frustrate me with that. And I'm like, why can't he pass three yards? Why? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just yeah. it, it, as a high, if you're going to put a highlight, like, do you know what? Like in 30, 40 years time, when people say like, I don't know. Your daughter, for instance, and she's I'll have like, look at Sheffield United videos and some of our highlight reels. You'd be like, "This, whoa!" <laughs> yeah, uh, it's,
0: this
1: it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's been great to watch for sure. Um, magic I like moment, that aesthetically pleasing, by the way. I'm, I'm happy with that term. I think that sums him up. <laughs> very good indeed. Um, I think the magic moment. I do like
0: that ping to bulldog in the uh, the Palace game, yes, like I just as a. That.
1: I love that oh. st- statement
0: of intent of like well, here we are I in the Premier League. I watched that more than some goals. <laughs> it was beautiful, yeah. I mean, it must have. You know, it goes basically between the two of their central defenders and also their midfield as well. It's it's yeah. amazing. Um, the other one to just shout out is is the build up to the second Villa goal at home. Oh, oh yeah, that like, brilliant pass, yeah. There's like two passes. He plays like a mega ball out to the wing, I think, and then it sort of cross comes in. It gets cleared, and he just effortlessly volleys this pass, and it ends up, you know, leading to the goal. And yeah, it's just, it's just incredible. He um, would be really hard to replace. Obviously, we we're, we're trying to replace him almost. So we brought in the next man, yeah. up, we can talk about it in a bit, but. Yeah, he's, uh, we're, we're a long way off
1: um, Norwood leaving this I'm team. I'm always I think. surprised at the criticism he gets from minorities, to be fair. And he's, everyone's entitled to their opinion. And some people I really respect the football views of as well. Like, i not that sold on him. I, I really, really like him. I feel a lot safer when Norwood's playing than Berger at the moment.
0: I can't. I'm just just trying now to just cast my back, my mind back through central midfielders for United down the years and. I, I'm I'm reaching. I can't I can't think of any who are as good as him at what well, he people does. people
1: talk about the Norwood and Coutts thing, don't they? Like who are better? I think Norwood is obviously better. Um, mm. I think Coutts is different attributes. I just think I think Norwood is a level above Coutts personally.
0: Yeah, brings brings much more to our team. I think yeah. as good as as good as Coutts was for sure. Uh, next, let's talk. Um, got so John Fleck actually. I have gone nine out of ten for Fleck. Snap. Okay, so we're still just a one ten out of ten so Close far. Close
1: to ten, this guy. I have to admit.
0: Yeah, I. I just. I mean, the word I've written down is magisterial for a lot for a lot of the <laughs> yeah. season. Uh, five goals, which I think is double his previous two seasons. Uh, certainly, his high scoring season with us. Two assists as well. Um, you know, that away game at Man City where I really did think he was as good as De Bruyne in that game, yeah, like one yeah. of the I said at the time, like probably the best individual performance I'd like ever seen from United players, just well,
1: unreal. I'd jump ahead and just say that was my best moment from him, that that away. Yeah. And now we're talking about it. Do you remember that ball from Moussa's offside? Oh yeah. It just Brilliant.
0: He's just been a complete midfielder, you know. So skillful, productive as well, the goal scoring the the creation, etc. Yeah. Just I've, I've absolutely loved watching him. I think I said at one point, you know, I like when I go to the lane, I'm like 70% going to see United, 30% just to see Fleck yeah. play football because it's glorious. Um, I don't yeah.
1: agree that last season was probably not his best year for us.
0: It was a little bit up and down, I thought. It was slow starting and then he, he went and played for Scotland, didn't he, and like dropped off for a few... Well, and I remember beginning
1: while, of this thought. season, I wasn't... You know, if you'd have said you think Fleck will be all right, I'd say, yeah, I think he'll be all right. I, but I wouldn't have been that surprised if he'd have lost his place to Freeman. And a few people mm. were saying he should have lost his place to Freeman. Do in, in you know when Freeman came in against Palace? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, people were saying, oh, you know, Fleck's going to, he, he shouldn't be getting back in the team and stuff. It, it wasn't sort of set in stone that it were going to be this first teamer, let alone someone who's going to play as well. I think if the season had carried on, he'd have got seven or eight goals.
0: Yeah, so he's only, he, he did miss you know a couple of chunks through injury mm-hmm. uh, he only started 28 games uh, two and a half thousand minutes so he missed missed almost 900 minutes of football during the season but yeah, yeah. He, was, oh, he was just so good to watch and yeah definitely didn't see the best of him post lockdown with that injury which is so unfortunate because that mm-hmm. happened right, right on the eve of the
1: Villa game yeah yeah and I yeah. think it always does take like a couple of games to get back into it. So we never saw anything like it. I did think he played well against Everton when he came on, actually. Mm. Uh, but other than that, that's why he's a nine and not a ten. I don't. It, you can't say he fell off a cliff like Stevens because he didn't play enough. But it always takes him a couple, two or three games to get back into the swing of things after a long layoff, and he just never got that chance to get back into the, you know, back into the swing of things, really. And as I said, I think if the season had carried on through, where here. he's probably our top goal scorer and seven, eight goals or something. Yeah,
0: I thought it was absolutely tremendous. My magic moment was the it was the third goal against Burnley, which we've obviously yeah. talked about before. Just, uh, just a lovely finish on the run, and uh, I think that was, that was his first goal of the season, right? Yeah, that yeah, was I his first so. goal, and
1: he went on a little bit of a run. He got two against Filler, obviously, one against it's Arsenal. Against Man- and Man U as well. And Man United, yeah, and he, he, would, he went through that little spell where he really did look a goal for it.
0: Yeah, indeed. So, amazing season from him, obviously. What did I give him last season out of interest? Was I...
1: Do you know, I only gave him 8 out of 10 last season. Yeah, well, I didn't, like I said, I thought last season, he. I thought the middle part... Of, I remember when West Ham came in for a bid. You remember last January? Oh,
0: yeah, 5 million bid,
1: yeah. And people were saying, we don't want to sell him because, you know, it's a bad, bad time to sell for a start. You can't replace someone like Fleck. But people were saying, is he good enough for the West Ham? You know, is he good yeah. enough for a team like that? He's not playing that well. And sort of after January, he came really back into form again. I think from that... I remember the Derby game we won 3-1 and I remember someone's put in and it was somebody oh welcome back John Fleck Mm. because his form had dropped off I think against West Brom he were quite poor Uh, a couple of weeks earlier against Leeds he never really got into it and then after that Derby game onwards he was the Fleck that we know
0: yeah indeed I'm just looking down his advanced stats now so he's outperformed his XG which is only 3.4 yeah he's got 5 goals Assists, he only had two assists, but um, expected assists were 3.4, so probably shading upwards a bit, Yeah. You'd expect. He was our third most creative player in that regard. I think yeah. you maybe want to see that creep up a bit next season, but yeah, 9 out of 10, a really good season, I yep. thought. Um, right, who else have we got in midfield? Let's talk about everyone's favourite player, John Lundstrom.
1: This is this is my improve, one of my improves.
0: Yeah, me too, actually. This feels like a, an easy... Easiest pick, I think this
1: one. What what have you gone for as a rating? I've gone for a seven. Mhm. It's a weird, weird season for him. I thought started off nobody wanted Very him in at all. Then they would talk of like sort of he was going to be in the Premier League team of the season because <laughs> <you know? laughs> he started off that well. And then for me, and I think you might disagree with this from what I've read or you, you saw your quotes on this too. Actually, there, I think he completely dropped off after Christmas. I really do. I'd like him to stay. Don't get me wrong. I would, I would like him to stay as a squad player. I won't be devastated if he left though. Yeah, I think we I think need he's, to improve him in, in a first team sense.
0: I think. So I think what you said there about form. I, I think he dropped off in terms of he was playing at an unbelievable level for like three months. Yeah. And then I, I, don't think he just suddenly became rubbish for the rest of the season. I just think it was, it was probably closer to his true ability, I guess, which was like a bit up and down. You know, mm. some some good games, some completely anonymous game, some shockers um, I've also gone 7 out of 10 and it's, it's a, as you say it's a very hard one to rate this because 5 goals and 3 assists is brilliant it really that is it is really fan- really is that's fantastic we only scored what was it 40 I think
1: yeah in the end yeah. 39 something like that and let's be honest he could have had more I mean the, the Southampton save uh, the last game of the season Burnley could have had like 5 in that match
0: oh, yeah absolutely um yeah, he's uh, yeah. He had the he had the third highest xG on our whole team, which was just over four. So he kind of you know fell in line with that. How many goals did we score? Why don't I remember? Thirty nine goals. Thirty nine goals. Yeah. So he scored like an eighth of them, basically <laughs> like twelve and a half percent of all our goals. Three assists as well. Only uh, I hate this term goal involvement. I wish someone yeah. would come up with a, a better term. But basically, goals plus assists. <laughs> yeah. Only Musa in the entire squad had more goal involvements than he did, which is. Is amazing, and and I I do agree. I think this is an easily replace, one of the more easily replaceable spots in the squad, if you like. Isn't it?
1: It's weird because I- all those stats you're throwing at me, and all these sort of goal, you know, the goal threat he has, and stuff, and me saying, you know, he was fantastic for that for that four, and it, you know, another season he could have had nine or ten goals or something. And yet, I think most fans are probably sitting there saying, well, you know, pick three players out of the first team who we can improve on. And I think most probably say John Lundstrom is weird, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I, I think we could... So, we, it, you know, in some respects, we have signed a replacement for him. Burger, obviously playing yeah. ahead of him and, and may well be the starting player in that slot next season, particularly if... Uh, Lundström does leave. He is obviously on the transfer list, as we've reported this week, as uh, mm, mm. we've not agreed uh, a new contract with him. Um, and four still Premier hasn't...
1: League clubs are apparently interested, which this is the thing with Lundström. Like I said about Egan earlier, you know, if Egan goes on the transfer list, nine of ten Premiership clubs, I think are looking at him. Mm. Does Lundstrom get in anyone else's team? Maybe he maybe works at Burnley or something like that. You know, they're, they're a hard-working player and stuff like that. I can I can see him in their team. Yeah, maybe West Brom. Maybe Column. West Brom. I don't see him in, like, a Newcastle sort of team with the way they play on the break and stuff. do not. Nah, no, it's a strange one. I just... We'll see. We'll, we'll obviously see. I think that, you know, I, I could be sat here next season saying, you know, that were a mistake getting rid of Lundstrom. But at this particular moment in time, I think it's a it's a... Position in the in the first team, because yeah, he was the first team of the majority of last season that yeah. we need to improve on. And I don't think there's any sort of, oh no, John Lundstrom's leaving. I think it, from the outside, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter and stuff saying, hang on, isn't he one of their best players? Because yeah. of every... you know, the, And not just the fantasy league thing, the goals he scores, and you know, yeah. he, he was a, a really big part of our season, particularly in the early stage. Yeah, which is... I think you know. In some respects, I think that that has
0: got forgotten. I think it has become mm. a bit. It's kind of like what you. Uh, I think it was Fleck you were saying. No, um, Stevens. If you yeah. If, if his season was the other way round, maybe you'd rate him more highly. Well, Lundstrom kind of is the other way round, where he had that ridiculous burst of performances kind of helped by the fact we had such low expectations of him but, but yeah, yeah let, let's not you know let's, let's not kid ourselves we he was probably our best player for the first three months of the season i think. Yeah, you know.
1: I mean like we're ever we, we weren't playing well he were our best player then i thought not mm. just for the assist and stuff you know he, he, looked, he looked like mean, yeah everything he were i remember like commenting that all of a sudden it's a cliche but he was like a new signing because you had this player all of a sudden seemingly from nowhere yeah. Who had everything? He could play with both feet, and he, you know, he, he could get up and down. He wasn't slow. He was strong. And then I don't know. In the second half of the season, to me, he, he became way too safe for a start. Yeah, he, he did that horrible thing that he keeps doing. You know, that sort of pull back, turn back. Oh, <laughs> drive me mad! You did it in the Everton game. Like we need a goal. he's turning back
0: was no yeah he he played far far above my expectations. so i do feel like i'm being a bit harsh here but the overall body of work was was good not great
1: really strange one what were your magic moment from him
0: uh the first goal against palace just because of the surprise of Mm. like it's lundstrom i can't believe it he's got our first home goal in the premier league like i didn't even want him in the team last week and even after that first game you know where he, he did a, he did pretty well against. Bournemouth, he did but I remember, but fantastic I, I, passes in in that game. He did. That's right. Yeah, but it was very much a, um, the conversation was very much like, well, that was just a horses for courses team. Like, yeah,
1: now Freeman will come in. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and we'll we'll play with the number ten behind two strikers. Um, and I remember, yeah, the palace thing being like, oh my god, he's still playing. And then, yeah, he was excellent in that, and just, just sort of built from there. I mean, you know, the I've gone seven out of ten here, but I will say if Berger plays. In Lundström's position next season, I bet he don't get five goals, three assists. I uh,
1: no, not not at all, man. No,
0: um, what you know, whatever better player we sign to play in that position, I'd be really surprised if they get five goals, three assists. So. Yeah, and this is yeah. this
1: is the conundrum, and it's a strange one. I really can't sort of my the logical stats-wise, you look at it and you think, well, yeah, we sh- we can't be losing this player. But what you've seen with your own eyes, you're thinking yeah. mm, could probably improve that.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a good way of putting it for sure. um I mean, in terms of his contract situation, I, I don't, I, I don't tend to get uh, very, I guess, personally worked up about what players decide to do with their careers. Mm-hmm. I suppose, but I think this makes sense from his point of view. To be honest, he's just had a, a career year. I don't, I, I don't think he'll hit that high again. I mean, look, we've seen it over yeah. the over the whole season. It's the numbers almost mask the actual performance levels week to week. I guess so. Yeah. I think it makes sense for him to try and get that like one big big contract now if he can, and I don't think we should pay him as a first teamer. I agree. I mean, what he's, he's probably he must unless I'm missing something, is on the contract that he will have started on when we signed him, right?
1: Yeah, I would have thought so. I can't. Yeah, he's not had a, an upgrade. He's not has had it, another so. one.
0: No. So he, he he probably is one of the lowest paid members of the first team squad. I even don't blame with...
1: him at all. I'm not. I, I don't like all this sort of oh, get rid of him, he don't want to be he's, he's Like you say, he's, he must be... He's got to be around the lowest paid players in the entire Premier League as a first-teamer.
0: Probably is, yeah. Obviously, yeah, obviously had one, I guess, one promotion from the Championship, so some incentives based on that. But, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it just... You know, and I think it makes sense for us to let him go if that's yeah. his decision, because I don't think we should play him like a, pay him like a first-teamer because... Yeah, I I think he is now back up to Berger and, and potentially any other players that come in as well. So yeah, You were so- talking
1: about, you know, this is a one, one, one season well, not a one season wonder, you know, the, the best season you're probably going ever have. My magic moment for him is the, the whole performance against Burnley because I think that might be the best we or any other club see him that yeah, one performance that's... that was just an all action Steven Gerrard style midfield performance and I'm not exaggerating either
0: no I, don't, I really don't think you are um, I was so desperate for him to get a hat trick yeah. re- there was one he put wide uh, he dragged it wide yeah, wide, he did. Wide yeah a that, that was his big
1: moment yeah there were another one where he, he passed it to sharp where he did the right thing by passing mm. thinking maybe if he shots, shoots there he gets a goal but yeah
0: uh, well, we'll see what happens. I mean, who knows? He's still got a year to run. So if nobody yep. wants him, uh, maybe you know, maybe the club and him will kiss and make up, and he'll he'll still be in our squad next season. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would say if you've got a John Lundstrom, a JL seven shirt, don't don't burn it just yet. <laughs> um, midfielders, who who have we got next? Is sanderberger next? Yeah. Um, difficult one to mark. Really? He, yeah. He falls just under the 1,000-minute threshold, but he was not one of my players to improve upon anyway. Uh, yeah. 12, 12 starts, one goal, one assist. I've got a 5 out of 10. and I don't feel good about it, but I will give you my logic when you tell me what you've given him.
1: I, I give him a 6, but I, okay. I can see why you gave him a 5. I'm not going to be like, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I think he's, he's still finding his feet, I'd say. Yeah. you know 5 out of 10 for me is not like, you were poor it's just we didn't see the we didn't really see what you can do and i think in some games we definitely did yeah uh, he would be in the conversation with basham as the best player post lockdown i think and there's some games yeah there's last like i think until we started losing the last three but that that run of games um the home games particularly yeah. arsenal spurs and wolves chelsea and, yeah. Yeah, i think wolves as well yeah, yeah. Tremendous, looked so classy. Like somebody on Twitter called him a graceful tank, which I absolutely love. Like, yeah, yeah, but I just thought, and, and, and I don't really hold this against him because it's kind of what I expected. But like when he pre lockdown, just a lot of games just passed him by, and he, yeah. was, he was he was he was pretty poor. He's obviously playing out of position, he wasn't up to the fitness levels of the Premier League by his own admission. So I think it was, uh, he, again, a bit like with Jagielka. Elk, it was kind of what I was expecting from yeah. him, but. By that token, uh, I can't really great. I could maybe shade to a six, but I'll i just well exactly
1: the same. I'll just put exactly what I expected. Not quite up to speed with how we played. Not quite up to speed with the Premier League, but also signs of what hopefully is to come. Mm. I think yeah, he's obviously a good footballer. I just wanted to use his huge Norwegian frame more, <laughs> <laughs> like he did against uh, like the Arsenal weaklings and stuff, you know. Because think against. <laughs> The Arsenal's a fantastic sort of team to start pushing around, aren't they? If you know what I mean, like that. If you yeah. and I thought he looked really strong in that game, and then he carried that on to the Tottenham performances, and then up until Leicester, he dropped off from Leicester onwards and went back to the pre-lockdown thing. But I thought he looked a really good player for those four or five games.
0: Yeah, strangely, he was looking better on the right than when we played him in Norwood's position. I thought for the last couple the of games. I thought the
1: first half against Southampton, the last game, it was really good, and then he was awful. The second half, it was such mm. a Jekyll and high performance that one.
0: Yeah, that's fair, and that is a very specialised position, obviously that mm. uh, we use Norwood in. So really interesting to see how that works next season with yeah. him and Norwood if they both play in the same team in terms of both in in, in deeper positions
1: or It'd be if we... interesting to see that I think we'd lose a lot of goal golf without that if if we do that for me I think you're uh, correct in terms of upgrading the, the wing backs I think if we're going to play Norwood and Berger as a two we need an attacking right wing back who's going to get his five or six assists a season
0: mm, or, uh, or someone to play number 10 I guess yeah yeah and, yeah, uh... yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it'd be a total formation change, I think, pretty much. Yeah. I guess you could still keep the wing backs, I suppose. So interesting to see. My my magic moment is uh, is the Spurs goal because I just thought it was it was good involvement in the build up and then yeah, the way he just sort of fires it in on the turn, just a really nice finish yeah. from him, even though it uh, soon said he scuffed it into the net. But yeah, that was my magic moment.
1: How about you? I just gone for the chanting at Palace. I just thought that were an amazing yeah. moment, and I thought he sort of looked overawed almost by 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 it all and I just think that were just a fantastic welcome and stuff and yeah I think that that could that you know that all gone a long way into him feeling welcome I think and that's a, a big thing for a, a foreign player coming to a new country.
0: Yeah and I think for our almost our fan base like reactions I feel like we have a lot of skepticism towards new signings generally yeah yeah <laughs> and it takes them ages before it's like yeah, this guy's good. It's <laughs> just like expecting yeah. to be incredible immediately. No, yeah, you they know,
1: so. have one bad guess. Like what a waste of money he was. <laughs> oh, I'm already, uh,
0: I'm already dreading, as you say, when we don't have Dean Henderson in goal next season and we concede our first goal of the season, even if it's <laughs> yeah, like someone, a someone has a
1: shot that goes slightly wide. He should have held that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, right, couple of uh, backup midfielders. We'll run through these
1: fairly quickly. Um, Mo Bessic. Uh, bear with me, uh, six out of ten I gave Mal uh which is the same as Berger which might seem a bit, I've maybe gone a little bit higher there actually in, in hindsight mm-hmm. uh, but I liked him I really liked him when he came on I thought he looked comfortable on the ball he had a bite I think he, he disappeared just as it looked like he was breaking into the first team which was weird
0: yeah I've also gone 5 out of 10, this is, so I've also gone the same as Berger, which I, I can mm. you know, imagine people probably being like, eh, that doesn't make any sense, have you done that? But yeah, I've done the same, just... and
1: I can't work that out really, but I really like, every time he played, part of Millwall, weirdly, and he scored an amazing goal at Millwall, uh, that he, yeah. he wasn't very good in that match, but every time he played, I think he were at least a 7 out of 10.
0: Yeah, that, that's it, exactly. We we almost didn't see... He almost didn't play enough to play badly, if you like, <laughs> yeah. whereas uh, yeah, yeah, I Berger... Yeah. Berger, as I say, played almost 1,000 minutes, and we saw games where he did look bad, so it's almost to his detriment, I guess. But, yeah, Besic was only... Uh, he played nine times in the league, mainly as a sub, 245 minutes. Um, just, he yeah, just looked a really tidy player. I mean, I, I really think he'd kind of played his way in front of Lundström around Christmas, hadn't he, in that, yeah. where, where Lundström was struggling. Um scored that great goal at Millwall, as you said. Some crunching tackles, particularly on uh, Laporte. But some nice footwork as well. I mean, I remember, you know, good impact off the bench against Arsenal away, which, you know, yeah, little, I little how shimmy. Yeah, well.
1: he played really well.
0: Mm. Yeah, so I thought it was a... I almost feel like I should be grading him slightly higher, to be honest. Mm. You know, did, did did well with very little, I suppose. So, yeah, decent decent effort. I wonder where he ends up next season as well, actually. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, magic moment. What have you gone for? Is that tackle in it, and Lapel? <laughs> I, think I feel bad. But back, yeah. If we never signed him or whatever, I think that tackle will still be remembered for about five ten years. To be honest, I almost feel it'll be better remembered if he doesn't come
0: back. To be honest, <laughs> it's like yeah. this uh, Bosnian maniac almost ruined Man City's best defender for no reason at all. One was pick such off, a bang! <laughs> yeah, it was so bizarre. Um This took off Luke Freeman as well, played slightly more, 363 minutes. Uh, I've also gone for a 5 out of 10. Um, You know, he had those three starts near the beginning of the season and it looked okay, but it it didn't really impact any games. And I think part of that is on the team because I don't think we... It it was like four or five games before we started to play properly almost. You know, there was quite... We were very fine margins in those first few games and not really have much of a foothold in them. It's a real shame he was injured post lockdown because he would have, I'm sure he would have started yeah. at least two or three games with uh, with Fleck being out injured. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just, I don't know. I thought he was he was okay, but nothing to make him stand out, I don't think, in limited minutes. How about you?
1: I, I've gone for a five as well. The I, I, reason I think I've given Bessie sick is because I think he changed games more than Luke Freeman did. Luke Freeman started mm. more games, but. Bessett sort of came on and did a little bit more than Freeman, I felt. I can't really remember Freeman coming on and influencing a game other than that Crystal Palace one where he came on really early. And I think he was all right in those three games. And he started against Brighton and looked a little bit out, not out of his depth, but the game just sort of passed him by, didn't it? Mm. And then he played well against Reading, and then he should have played at Villa away, really, when uh, it would turn out Fleck was injured, in my opinion. I think he should have played instead of Lundstrom or, or even Berger. But... And then that were it. We never saw him. So yeah, I'll give him a five. I find I don't think he really did too much, to be honest. Yeah, was he? Was he on the bench against Villa? He was. came on. Yeah.
0: Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. That this is one of the very few times I'll say this, but I do think that was a mistake by Wilder. Yeah. Um, playing playing Lundstrom on the left instead of. Uh,
1: and that yeah, does make you from. think, it, obviously, I don't know, if he's going to start a game, that, you'd thought that would have been the one, I suppose, but...
0: Yeah, and then gets injured immediately afterwards, doesn't he? And, yeah. Uh, we don't see him again this season. Um, I have no idea what his next season looks like. No. Um, Osborne's obviously complicated things a little bit with his performance, which we will yeah. talk about in a moment. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think if he if he leaves, we need to replace him, probably. So I'd, I'd like to see him stay, but... Yeah, just wonder if he's kind of missed his opportunity more, almost, almost through bad luck really with that yeah. injury.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, he's, he's the one player this season. I think I could make a guess on every one of them where they're going to end up or what's going to happen. I have no idea with for even. Yeah,
0: I think if somebody wants to take him off our hands, I think it probably makes sense to yeah. uh, get some money for take him. That money, uh, yeah. yeah, and use it elsewhere, I suppose. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him stick around for sure. Uh, magic moments difficult. Uh, he did win the free kick from which we equalized at Bournemouth. I don't know if you remember that. he like flipped it over Billy's head. Yeah, I do head. remember that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he, I believe, he created Sharp's winner at Reading in the FA Cup as well. He did, he did. With a, yeah. a nice little run and cross. Um, so yeah, I, I went with the the free kick win at Bournemouth because that obviously kickstarted our season. How about you?
1: I went with just the performance against Palace. I thought we were difficult coming on for Fleck Mm. new system and everything you know we were playing in a really unique way first down game massive amounts of pressure and I think he just slotted straight in in that game
0: yeah that's for some good counter-attacking moments in that yeah, one I think yeah as well, and obviously it? set the goal up didn't he as well oh yes of course he did yeah yeah very uh, very good bit of play that mm. um, I don't know why I missed that one for some reason <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, okay I think the last midfielder now is Ben Osborne yeah, yeah I think that's yeah. right I
1: think yep. that's what I've got here yeah yeah what have you given one. I'll give him a 7 uh, I really, really, really like him as a player and, and, and as a human being <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do like him I really like him I think I don't think he's ever going to hold down a regular spot to be honest uh, with well, I'll have a Fleck and Stevens rear at least uh, I think while I'll have him in the Premier League he's going to, for me I think he's going to be a backup player but when we talk about squad depth and backup players for next season this is the guy you should be holding aloft as this is what we're looking for <laughs>
0: Yeah, completely. I think I think we might have said it, haven't we? Like, we need we need like another four or five Ben Osborne's in the squad, like not not obviously the exact same player, but you know that level of ability and professionalism. Yeah, that's what we need in like three or four other positions around the team. Um, Yeah, I've also gone seven out of ten, so it's actually one of my (laughs) higher rated midfielders, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I just thought uh, you know it's just a string of excellent excellent performances in uh, in games where we've really needed like a non stop all-action midfielder. So that run of Arsenal, Spurs, Chelsea and Wolves, mm-hmm. tremendous. You know, games where we didn't have much of the ball, where we needed somebody to just be like chasing around like an idiot everywhere, <laughs> but then also using the ball pretty well. I mean, he was he was involved in that kind of pass before the goal for for a number of goals, wasn't he, during this run? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was. Um, yeah. Uh, Spurs at home is one I can think of. Uh, Burnley, where he obviously, he obviously plays the cross that Sharp flicks on. I mean, I think he did look a little more limited in the last few games, but yeah. overall, just a, a good, solid squad player. And yeah, one you can, I think one you can absolutely pencil in as like a sort of, yeah, you, you're almost your your number one backup midfielder. If you yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So. And,
1: and I was really surprised at how good he was in those games. Actually, mm-hmm. that that run of games he had, I was expecting him to run around and put the effort in, and you know. But I, I was surprised with the quality he had on the ball at times as well. I think. I I wrongly uh, compared him to Montgomery, didn't I? I, I, What I meant by that is the tenacity side of it. He's a much better player than Montgomery was in terms of a footballer. I was quite surprised by that, to be honest. Uh, And, yeah, I'm really happy to. uh, He's the first name on the bench, which sounds like an insult, but it's not. That's brilliant. First name on the bench.
0: (laughs) I love it. Uh, What have you got through this magic moment?
1: Last minute against Chelsea. I don't even remember this, where... He was clearly shattered and he came running back and won a sliding tackle. I don't know who it was against off the top of my head, to be fair. i it back, but... <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, yeah, so... The last-minute tackle against Chelsea, I just think that sums him up.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. This, the, I've got another last-minute tackle, actually, which was against Wolves, where he, he stops a counter-attack... Yeah,
1: I do remember that, yeah.
0: ...immediately before we end up winning the corner, from which we end up scoring the goal to win the game. So I, I thought that just... That kind of sums up what he's what he's done for us is like yeah. uh, almost an unseen moment. You know, it, it, all the good things he's done have been kind of like before the good thing happened. If you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. So doesn't get an assist, doesn't get a goal or anything like that. But he's, he was very much involved in some really good moments. So yeah, uh, very happy with him. Seven out of ten's a, a solid showing. Let us take one more break and we will come back and discuss the forwards to finish off. Quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Do you ever look down at your shoes or trainers and think they could use a bit of a touch-up? Then look no further than Glistening Kicks, a Sheffield-based business who deliver high-end cleaning, restoration and weather treatment services for shoes, sneakers and trainers. Glistening Kicks will remove loose dirt and debris, give laces, shoes and midsoles a deep clean and can also touch up any scuffs or imperfections. And if you're looking for a repaint due to damage or general wear and tear, they can take care of that for you too. Whether it's a pair of designer shoes or a well-loved and much-worn set of favourite trainers, glistening kicks off a local collection and return in Sheffield and the surrounding areas including Rotherham, Barnsley, Chesterfield and other locations in South Yorkshire and Derbyshire. They also do nationwide shipping via their safe, fast and reliable courier service so you can be sure your footwear is in the best possible hands. Should mention that Glistening Kicks is run by Blades fans and they've recently started offering a service to add a Blades logo to your trainers. Or if you have a Wednesday fan in need of cheering up, the Wednesday logo is also available. Save yourself from spending on a brand new pair. Give your existing kicks the treatment they deserve, head to glisteningkicks.co.uk and book your service today. That is glisteningkicks.co.uk. Plus, follow them on Instagram at glistening underscore kicks for a closer look at the great work they do in making shoes and trainers look their best. Now back to the podcast. And we're back, and we're gonna finish off by talking about the five players who played upfront, who played meaningful minutes up front for United this season. And let's start with uh, one who is, uh, well, I guess is, is returned to the club now, but spent the second half of the season on loan at West Brom, and that is of course Callum Robinson. Mm. What did you think to Robbo's
1: season? This is going to seem really hard. I gave him a three out of ten. Oh wow! Yeah, seems harsh. Awesome, this, and it might be because I had such hopes for him that I, I feel like yeah. it's let me personally down. But <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think I don't think you can take the, that price tag out of it. Seven million pound, one goal, one assist. Is that right? Is
0: it yeah, maybe? It, it, Is it? No, no, it's, it's, it's one assist. Is a bit like uh, yeah. a bit like Norwood? He doesn't get credit for the equaliser right, at uh, yeah. Chelsea.
1: He seemed to play better coming on uh, when we changed shape, which is really understandable because he, I think, he is a winger mm. rather than a, an out and out forward. But when he came against Arsenal away in Man United at home, and then second yeah. off against Chelsea where he moved out to the wing. They, they were his best games, I felt. But I think you you need more. I think you need more from that. I mean, seven million pound. As I said, one goal, one assist. Look weak. Missed some really good chances. Just didn't look a Premier League player. Really disappointed in felt all season, Callum Robinson.
0: Yeah, I've gone five out of ten because I would I would slightly defend that. I don't know. I, I feel like <coughs> so. Okay, so obviously a big disappointment. Yeah. Um and, and you know personally disappointed because we both thought he'd have an amazing season yeah uh he did not look cut out to be a central striker whatsoever which to be fair to him he hasn't been like at any stage in his career so far he's always been like this wide forward kind of thing um i think also he wasn't properly fit at the start of the season he kept going off with like this hamstring That's issue true. if you remember yeah but I, I do think in limited minutes, he played less than 700 games. Uh, excuse me, 700 games. 700, 700 minutes. Game, no wonder he was <laughs> <his>, like knackered. <laughs> no wonder his hamstrings tight. Yeah, 700 <laughs> minutes. Um, I thought it was really effective in the games where we did use him out wide. So, yeah, that's I don't remember. Man City away, we played him and Musa up top, and those two were really, really good in the first half, and he was part of that. Arsenal away he comes on as part of a front three, and um, yeah, I thought, you know, just... Did a lot of really good things. Basically, it was involved in the uh, equaliser. Chelsea away, obviously scored his only goal and uh, created the equaliser, which was, I think, eventually listed as an own goal um, yeah. by Zuma, wasn't it? Rather than um, rather Musay's goal or, or Robinson's goal. So, yeah, yeah I um, I think that's that's kind of okay. I think, which is why I've gone five out of ten. It's it's not great. Um, Seven million isn't that much. I think you definitely want more than that for sure, but. I don't know.
1: I felt, I, just... he, I felt a lot of our attacks faltered once it got to Robinson. I don't think he closed down anywhere near as much as mm. all our other strikes. You see when McBurney comes in, for instance, he's, he's sort of closing down the defenders, even Billy Sharp closing down the defenders and stuff. I do not think he held it up very well. And I think once he went out of the team and Moussa came in with McGoldrick, we looked at a far, far better side. And even when that dropped off slightly, when uh, McBurney and, and, and Sharp, were first, I thought I thought they both looked far better than Robinson did. I thought we looked a better team with those two in it than we did with Robinson mm. in it.
0: I think you could talk me into a four out of ten, but I'm, I'm going to stick him with a five. Give a three.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Get pitchforks, um, leaving anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know if he'll be more, ever be more than a really good championship That's, player, okay. which he which he was for West Brom, and obviously yeah. has been for Preston for a long time, but. We'll see. I, do, I won't be surprised at all if he's part of the squad next season unless we unless we get an offer that makes sense. There's to, a lot of
1: rumours th- going around that West Brom will put an offer in. I think if they put a decent offer in, I think you'd be daft not to sell him. Yeah. I think if you get your money back, for instance, if we're getting £7 million for him or something like that, I think we could get a, 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 not necessarily a better backup striker, but somebody who suits our needs a little bit more than Robinson, who's a bit of a like to say he's a winger rather than a, than a forward isn't he
0: really? Yeah I almost feel like he was brought in to be used in a different way kind of and yeah, I don't yeah. yeah if we're just going to roll out the same formation and way of playing next season then I, I think he's going to be like very limited use yeah. to us so yeah, yeah. yeah ultimately I do agree like yeah, if we can get our money back then I think it makes sense and then you spend it on yeah maybe a, someone who can play more centrally yeah. or use it use it elsewhere but yeah, so disappointing. I mean, I'm interested to see what happens next for him. I'd be, I would be interested for, to see him go to uh, West Brom and play in the Premier League actually and see yeah, look, particularly I, as they I, play with that front I three. I give him
1: three based on this season. I'm not writing him off as a player. I think there's definitely mm. a player in there. I think he's lots he needs to improve. He needs to be stronger and stuff. And I don't know if he's... I won't say he doesn't like work ethic, but his work rate in terms of closing down wasn't what I expect from a, a Chris Wilder sort of striker but there is a player in there and I, you know my i just think this season I'm, I'm basing that score on this season i wouldn't yeah, be able yeah, if he if he stayed
0: yeah uh but i think if we're going i think if he for him to have a good season we'd need to be playing like three up front i think yeah, and him yeah. wide left and i i don't know i be i don't see that on our horizon just yet no. maybe i'm wrong maybe that's the uh Maybe that's the master plan. Norwood and uh, Norwood and Berger Deep, three up front. Let's go.
1: Yeah, let's have it. <laughs> uh,
0: best moment, I think, is it's, it's got to be the Chelsea goal for me. The uh, you know his uh, what was that? Uh, yeah, it was just a big goal to get us back in the game, basically immediately after half time. Where. Uh, uh, Stephen's Nutmegs, Aspilicueta uh, squares it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Keith Edwards is still chuntering about something on uh, on the Radio <laughs> Sheffield commentary. And uh, nice finish from Robinson for his first Premier League goal and looked very happy about it as well. You got something else? Uh,
1: yeah, I went for that little bit of skill against Man United actually for the McBurney mm. equaliser. I think. He could only have done that and got it to McBurney if you get what I mean. It had to be so precise that little brilliant bit of footwork, and then like a little chip sort of cross that went straight to McBurney, and good finish as well yeah. for McBurney. But I think Robinson really, really made that goal.
0: Yeah, good, uh, good footwork. I, I think he's yeah, he's got some, he's got some good abilities. I think. Yeah. Um. But yeah. For. For various reasons, including some of his other abilities, I suppose we just didn't see the best of him. Yeah. Um,
1: which which striker do you want to talk about next? Let's have a look. Uh, shall we go for Moose? Yes, do it. i will give go. him a seven, right? And this is an This is this is weird. This because this is almost like a Lundstrom thing, where mm. some might say it's too high, some might say it's too low. I think it's one of those. I think, but for me, he's a top goal scorer with four assists, and for those two months where we were on fire, he looked a top six level striker. Yeah. Um I think when he was on fire, when he was, you know, at his peak, we looked like one of the best sides in the league and he was a massive, massive, massive reason behind that. Yeah. I've I've gone even higher, I've gone eight out of ten. Yeah, this is it. I, I, I'm I'd side more higher than lower, but I imagine some people were listening saying, You were rubbish for most of the season, you know, why have you gone for a seven? I think bat on his report, I didn't I didn't go through his uh, reports with a a Fine tooth comb because I didn't want it to influence me with this. But I saw the comments and someone were criticising him for giving him a high rating as well. And I understand it because for a lot of the games he was poor. I think his average ratings are probably more of a six, would you say, overall throughout the season. But I just think for those two months he were fantastic. And as I said, top goal scorer. And is that most assists as well?
0: Yeah, four assists. Um, I mean, look, at the start of the season, I thought he'd be our fifth choice striker. Mm. And uh, yeah, he ends up being our top scorer and uh, joint most assists. Sorry, um, yeah, with Stevens. Yeah, Stevens got four assists as well. Uh, I mean, as you say, it was just absolutely unplayable at times. It, he he hit heights that I none of our other strikers came close to, and possibly cannot come close to. Gonna to be say, honest, I was
1: going to finish your sentence for you then. Actually, yeah,
0: yeah, he he scored with his first five shots on target. Just great finishing. I mean, it's it, the fitness is the thing that. I see. I think the fitness is the big thing that would drive people's marks down. Yeah. To be honest, you know, we people are. People say are he's barely... disinterested.
1: It's not disinterested. I don't think he is. I think he plays in a certain way, but he's not disinterested. I think he he makes a few sprints and he's knackered.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's you know if people are you know doing amateur body language yeah, analysis, I don't yeah, yeah. I don't think it's like appreciably different in the second half of the season to the first. No. like. It's just he didn't score from every single shot yeah. in those games. So you sort of overanalyze it. But I mean, look, twelve hundred minutes uh, played this season, only eleven starts. If if we get six goals, four assists from twelve hundred minutes again next season, that's really good. If he's yeah. our third choice striker, you know, if, or thing fourth with it, choice it got striker, all
1: these things, all these like assists and goals and stuff. And he wasn't at any point of the, even when he ran that run. It, I, I mean how many games did he start you've got the starts here aren't 11. 11 11 starts he's not, he's not a starter is it? you know he's 38 games of no. the season and he gets that amount of goals it's brilliant really
0: yeah but, but at the same time that is a problem isn't it because yeah, of
1: course yeah completely agree yeah.
0: we can't uh, we can't go into next season relying I, I mean unless there's some you know miracle pre-season coming up It 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 seems, you know, the whole body of work of Mousset's career is he's just not able to play as many minutes as teams need him to. And, you know, I I think if we're relying on him to be one of our first two strikers next season, that's a problem. I think he needs to be, if if we get to a stage with the squad where it's like he is a rotation option where he can come off the bench and play Mm. like 30 minutes here and there and get you six goals, four assists... That's great. I think he'll have had a, a really effective season again. It's it's kind of yeah, on us, yeah. really, to make sure we're not relying on him to play every week. Yeah, very true. But, yeah, but what what he did in the minutes he was on the pitch, I think, is is absolutely worthy of an eight out of ten. Yeah, just uh, as as I kind of said, did stuff that no one else could have done. and I don't think you're exaggerating very much, if at all, by saying he looked top six level for We've, a couple of months. I ahead.
1: fully remember this chat we had when we were saying, "Are oh, we going to be able to keep hold of him?" But now he's like, "Get rid of him."
0: Yeah, um, obviously, uh, you know, had a lot of off-field problems to deal yeah. with as well, um, and is you know didn't uh, it, it was kind of uh, let go, I suppose, from the squad to um, to be with his girlfriend um, as she gave birth to their child yeah. uh, towards the end of the season as well. So it's it's all on that mythical pre-season now, isn't it? You know, he just needs a pre-season under his belt with this. there so. been a way
1: that we're not going to have these, you know, obviously the, the, the break's shorter. Mm. If it, everybody all kept saying, imagine him with a pre-season, imagine how good he'll be. And we're not really going to get a proper pre-season, are we? So.
0: No, we're not. Um, he's one that I, I just absolutely think we have to hold on to, though, yeah, I know, I oh, see yeah, people. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think the upside is so high. We saw that this season. I mean, as I said, that's that's a decent return for twelve hundred minutes of football. Yeah. Um yeah, just a he may well just be a really high variance player and as I say, if we're relying on him, then that becomes a problem. Yeah. But if he's just somebody to chuck in now and again then uh, then that's much better. Yeah. Um what have you got for his magic moment? Goal against Man United. I just yeah, thought, I think
1: it has to be, doesn't it? I just thought that I mean we were a brilliant goal anyway. And at that moment, he was one of the most informed strikers in the league, and we. And this had just come just before he'd put Phil Jones on his backside, and and wow, he, he was he was phenomenal in that match for the sixty minutes he, he managed to <laughs> whatever it was. But yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, he just looked totally unplayable, didn't he? Yeah. It was
0: it was just a total mismatch of him against. Um, Against Man U's defense, it was glorious to see. One of the high points of the season, to be honest, yeah. of like, look how much better one of our players is than your players. That's right? it. To yeah. Man United, it was glorious. Yeah, really, really great moment. Nice one. Um, let's talk about your favorite player, Billy Sharp. Next,
1: my Billy, one out of ten. Uh, <laughs> I, I like Billy Sharp. I've given him a six. I've also given him a six. So you're all right here. Good. Go on. Three goals in 11 games is not bad at all for a team that didn't score too much. And I think his all-round game is the best it's been in his career that I've seen. My issue for Billy Sharp is the old... If you're not creating chances, it doesn't really offer you that much, does it? He's not a target man. Yeah. He's not an old-up player. He's not a moose in terms of pace. He's genuinely brilliant at using his body and his experience at winning free kicks and getting to good areas and bringing defenders with it. And I'm glad he's still here and I'm glad he signed the contract. But at the same time, I'd be slightly concerned if he starts 11 times next season.
0: Yeah, it, it it's. It, I agree with that. It's funny to say, it, it almost looks like a mistake that we didn't use him more, I think. I mean, he barely played <laughs> yeah. for months, did he? In the, around
1: early, sort of... in the early stages, he was nowhere near, were he? But along you know, for a, a massive amount of time.
0: Yeah, indeed. And then obviously, he gets back into the team around, what, sort of
1: February time? like yeah. Kind of Bournemouth at
0: home and the Cup games as well. Yeah. And it was like, why? well, this is our most effective partnership at Bernie and Sharp. And yeah, yeah I, I do know what you mean with this. If he doesn't score, you sort of wonder what he's doing. I think he, you know, you can't fault the kind of effort, which is always not a bit at
1: all. Kind of no, and I like it when if we're winning, for instance, with I don't know, 15 minutes of play. I'm happy with Billy Sharp coming on and just running around like an idiot. You know, you're going to get the work rate, and you know, you're going to get that intelligence of play as well. Of Mm. He, he sounds like it's a nothing thing but winning free kicks in decent areas for us, taking the pressure off he's fantastic at that
0: yeah he's, again this sounds a bit critical but um, it, it, you know with shop he's always going to do like the most with the least if you like yeah. you know, in terms of like like you say he doesn't have the move pace he doesn't have the McBurney hold up play or anything like that but you know that he's just going to get the absolute most out of his ability yeah. and give you at least a 6 or 7 out of 10 yeah. I suppose I mean you know, three goals, two assists. Like I think that's that's okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. I think uh, in a thousand minutes, as I said, so Mousset played uh, just under two hundred minutes more, and obviously got uh, three more goals and two more assists. He did miss a few chances I'll towards like to the end of the season, particularly. It, yeah, he missed a couple. of yeah. chances. He uh, he ended the season just under his expected goals total, which is is pretty typical of all our strikers. Um, mm. I think it was a solid enough contribution. Obviously, chipped in with some big goals. He's, he's still like the man you most want on the end of a tap in, yeah. really, isn't he? Yeah, of course. Cool. Um, yeah, magic moment. It's got to be Bournemouth away, hasn't it? I think so. Yeah, just setting the tone for the whole season and a good fairy tale, fairy tale goal yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I'm glad he's here. I'm glad we've got him. Even if he, even if he's fifth choice striker or whatever, mm. he's a. You know what you're going to get out of him, and you can rely on him.
0: Yeah, I was just about to say actually. I think those one thousand minutes need to come down next season. For me, I think, yeah, they do. Yeah, I think we need someone else who is more effective to be playing more minutes yeah. instead of him. As much as much as I love the guy yeah. and always will, but yeah, hopefully still uh, still part of the squad. Uh, we have two players left. I will give you the choice of which one to pick first.
1: I'll use my final must improve, and it's Oliver McBurney.
0: Whoa! As if we could improve upon McBurney.
1: The thing is, what I'm going to say about this, I'm going to sort of get myself out of it by saying I think he can improve himself in this position. Mm. I think okay. he he had a really really slow start, didn't he? And he didn't really get going till yeah. Christmas. After that, he were at times brilliant, at times non-existent, and I suppose you accept that from a young striker in his first proper prem season as well. I expect more from him next season. I, I I don't think we can. Sort of accept that lack of consistency again next season. Uh, I think that we need him to be having seven or eight out of ten really good games, you know, Tottenham style games, rather than five mm. out of ten games that I think we, we got from him this season. And that's where I think we can improve. I think he's the player who could improve that position himself. But he mm. does need to improve for me. What rating did you? I give gave him a seven.
0: Yeah, I have as well, actually. So we're we're once again kind of in line.
1: For me a um, seven is a good backup rating rather than what should be a starter.
0: Yeah, and it, there's definitely a string of games post lockdown, I think, against the, the bigger teams yeah. almost where I think it was like eight, nine, ten out of ten yeah. almost. In some I think you go
1: from like, a nine out of ten to a five out of ten, and that's what you you need to try and get you know, you need you need to I'd rather have him more eight out of ten than the odd nine and the odd you know, the odd five. So Yeah.
0: Six goals, so he was a joint top scorer with, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, with Musse. Um Sneakily effective target man. I think people look at look at McBurney's frame and, uh, you know, his, his socks and things like that, and <laughs> just the way he carries himself yeah. and thinks, like, you know, who is this guy up front? But only Sebastian Haller won more aerial duels out of all forwards in the whole Premier League. And... Um, his win rate is good as well. It's forty nine percent,
1: which doesn't sound amazing, but it's it's really high for forwards. He, he still uh, seems is... to think he's a target man, which I don't know. I don't know how many times people have to watch. People say for a target man, he don't do that. He's like he's not really a target man at all. He's more of a Dizzy sort, isn't he? He's, he, he likes yeah. to hold the ball and start moves and stuff. <coughs> bit of, excuse me, <coughs> something I'll throw a bit of a bit of
0: a hybrid. I think I think we have used him as a target man this yeah. season, and, and we I think he can do it. I mean, yeah, just. I say forty nine percent aerial wins. Haller is fifty. Deeney is thirty seven. Calvert Lewin forty six. and thirty nine. So they're the other players who have won kind of around the same amount mm. of uh, attacking headers this season. <laughs> very very good in the air. We, and yeah, we said really, you know, good on the ball. The, the work rate is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, it is, Yeah. I
1: remember the early in the season, people said he didn't work hard. Can you remember this?
0: Yeah. just I mean, it maybe like of fitness, right. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right at the start. Yes. But certainly the last. Uh, well what probably the last half of the season yeah. in particular it's hard, it's hard to do the last three months now isn't it because yeah. <laughs>
1: there's
0: just a massive gap in the middle um, he did and this is why I'm like I really like him and I think he has had a good season but yeah that's why I've gone 7 out of 10 he did he uh, undershot his expected goals by 2 it was uh, I think it was the highest in uh, yeah it was um, what was this it was over 8 so mm. Probably should have been looking at yeah he eight or miss, nine goals really.
1: really. I remember a few sort of free headers that he missed, uh, and the one man you away where he didn't get anything on it. Can you remember that?
0: Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. The word Brighton
1: at home. We missed a really good chance. I can do remember two or three chances that he should have buried.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, strikers yeah, miss chances, course, and yeah. certainly our strikers miss chances. <laughs> but yeah, he, he he probably should have been closer to eight or nine goals yeah. for sure. Um a lower expected assist than any of our other regular strikers, which surprised me, because, mm. you know, he, is, he he can be a link player. Yeah. So, Sharp, Sharp, for example, um, had a higher XA, which is, yeah, That's it surprised a me a little LSS. bit. No
1: but... yeah, I'm just looking now, yeah, that is.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, the work rate was amazing. Um, ninth in the league for pressures in the attacking third out of the entire league. This is the difference um, uh, for me where
1: you know, Robinson and McBurney. this is where I think we're like yeah. a far better team with McBurney in it than we did with Robinson in it. Yeah, it
0: was it was actually top thirty for pressures yeah. uh, across the whole pitch, um across the entire Premier League. So yeah, you, you can't you cannot fault the effort and the commitment. Um it's just yeah, can we can we get more goals out of you next season? And yeah, the last few months were pretty encouraging, weren't they? So yeah, yeah. I think he's uh, maybe with one player to go maybe you'll correct me but I do feel it is McBurney plus another striker yeah. for next season yeah
1: I think that yeah. and this is what I mean it's the place that I think we can improve on I think he's got the ability to, to improve that place himself yeah
0: looking forward to it already and he's already a very regular supplier of uh interesting instagram content let's he's, just he's uh, absolutely
1: hilarious to be fair
0: <laughs> he's a funny lad he, he does make me <laughs> yeah he makes me laugh with pretty much every single picture he puts on instagram to be yeah. honest i'm not sure if that's intentional <laughs> or not but yeah he, he seems uh seems a proper character uh obviously not not factoring that into his, his mark for his performances but uh I'm, I'm glad he's a sheffield united player let's yeah. just put it like that um one we saved the best for last in terms of uh favouriteness yes. I think if not if not player rating and that is David McGoldrick the man we all absolutely adore yeah. on this podcast and I feel a bit bad because I've only gone 8 out of I 10 have, How about, I
1: have, have you? I, I, okay. I just, his all round play is undoubtedly a 9 I just don't think you can give a 9 to a striker who's only scored in one game yeah, I've got got it. this is it, I can't
0: give higher to someone who's missed so many chances. Yeah. Um, he's my like you said earlier, he is my favourite, favourite player,
1: not the best. So yeah. classy though, are not
0: he? He is, and I think a lot of it is, it's almost unseen work that he does because he's not scoring and only two assists as well, I mean, 1,800 minutes played. But um, yeah, he's just... Is is so important? I mean, I, I know that Sharp and Musa had uh, had a higher expected assists in significantly less minutes, but McGoldrick's doing all that work that allows us to get up the pitch and allows mm. us to create some chances. Yeah, he was still amazing. There was so many incredible moments. I mean, the, the thing with his with his missed chances. I mean. A few players do have like a bigger gap between their actual goals and their expected goals, yeah. but uh, uh, Gabriel Jesus and uh, and Firmino, for starters, yeah, you know, Jesus you just, you... in
1: particular, I've seen him miss, Oof, yeah,
0: <laughs> well, absolutely tons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and you know, so you can sort of look at them and go like, well, you know, they're they're clearly brilliant players, but they're also dreadful finishers. But the the, the problem is they play for teams that create a huge yeah. volume of chances, and and we don't. And you know, if if he'd scored at Anything like an average rate this season, we probably would have made the top six or seven. I think. I think. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's that big a deal. I mean, and this is one thing that I'm slightly encouraged about for next season is there is no way he only scores two goals from those chances oh. next season. It's it's almost impossible. There's a there's an there's an analyst I follow. they done like a, a simulation of how unlikely it was that Magoljic would have zero goals from this. is like before the Chelsea yeah. game, I think zero goals from the chances he had, and it was like. It was like one in fifty thousand chance that he would have not scored from any of those chances. For all the talk of a new striker,
1: I would not be disappointed if we started with Goldrick and Burnie up front for the first game next season.
0: Well, this is this is kind of what I'm saying, is because he's he's got a skill of getting chances. You know, we talked about that mm. with the Chelsea game particularly, you know, he's the man getting in the position. And if he does that next season, he'll get seven or eight goals because he, he yeah. won't miss tappings at the rate that he missed this season, that's the other thing. It's not like, you know, it's not like he uh, has a high XG because he's shot like a hundred times or anything
1: like that. These were genuinely yeah. amazing chances that he missed. How and, frustrating you know, is it as well when commentators bang on about they love him because he works hard. It's not he's a it's a <laughs> brilliant player. <laughs> we're yeah, not about, we love really Norwood being an aesthetically pleasing passer. This guy's in the same sort of bow, not as necessarily as a passer, but you just love yeah. watching him play because of the like, the elegance of his play.
0: Definitely,
1: tremendous. I do know. It reminds um, me someone like, I don't know, like eating a meal and they, they put a napkin down. You know, <laughs> you know he's got a proper class, like, proper good table knows how to hold a wine glass. <laughs> Amazing. He's on a football pitch, just this sort of classy, and then even his misses are fairly classy.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, he loves it. And it uh, makes a good Jack Sparrow as well, as you. I did, I played stream. on that. Yeah, weirdest thing I've ever done that, to be honest. Yeah, you're going to need to explain. I mean, you need to. Exp-
1: I've seen it and I still need it explaining to me, so. I don't know why I did on. it. I don't know. I just thought, I wonder what McGoldrick would be like in Paris, so the, as, as you do. Well, it was boiling boil <laughs> I mean, I'm going to blame the heat for saying I've just gone mad a bit. but yeah. Well, what we you use?
0: Just like an app or something? Yeah, just put an his app? Face on.
1: Yeah, you've got McGoldrick's face, uh, and I, I just put it onto the body of uh, Mr. Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Create- it works.
0: it and- look, looks a very convincing pirate, i got to say. It really,
1: really does, yeah. I mean, I tried Basham as Hulk Hogan, but it didn't right. really work, so... Uh, the, um,
0: the the image that gave me nightmares was uh, Leon Clark as uh, Kate Winslet in Titanic. I did that pull was- that one
1: out because I thought it's a bit insult- <laughs> insulting to Leon <laughs> Clark. Uh, so, yeah, I've kept that one for my own uh, my <laughs> personal collection. <laughs> I,
0: I think you... <laughs> <laughs> i think you've uh you've spared the uh, the wider <laughs> public with that one you've you've yeah. done as uh you've done as a service so there we go we only won 10 out of 10 for a yeah. season oh, in you which united from goal, I believe, oh and... sorry yeah the first goal against Chelsea. see i've gone the second goal ah, against right, Chelsea. Interesting, because <laughs> it, it got a little bit of uh play in the build-up where he uh <laughs> he like flicks it on and dribbles it ahead and then the, the run as well um, I know what you mean. The, the first one was like, the, oh, my God, he's finally done it. But, yeah, did did like that second goal for sure. Yeah. Nice. All right, there we go. The whole squad only one 10 out of 10, and that is Chris Basham. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Do you feel, feel like, like been we've been over
1: You and Jay gave five out last season, but we got promoted last season. We finished second. You can't really ask for much more. And you could argue you can't ask for much more from this group of players. But at the mm. same time, I think it was... If you can you imagine if we'd have gone back to preseason and said right these are the ratings we're giving we'd have been delighted, wouldn't we, with these sort of ratings?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd have thought we'd probably got relegated. I think if I've been but with, out they, these with marks. the eight out of 10s and stuff. Yeah, maybe maybe not, maybe like 16, 15, something like
1: that. Yeah, but I don't know. I think like maybe the the ten out of ten for Basham, I do think he was our best player, not by a great margin, but I think yeah. it'd been hard to put anyone up. On a ten out of ten with Basham.
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think sorry. All the other players had little losses of form. Yeah, I think. Sorry, a bit of a roundabout point here with that. What I was saying there, like if I'd look, if you'd shown me these numbers, if like if we'd taken them back in time to the start of this season, then I would have thought, yeah, oh, we've stayed up, great. You know, some players played really well. Mm-hmm. Most players were were pretty good. But I think it's almost like so many of these players looked amazingly comfortable at Premier League level quite quickly. Yeah. That it then almost became a little not disappointing, but I think there were then moments where it's like, well, he's not played well today. You know, I, I know he's better yeah,
1: than that,
0: like, yeah. and th- and that's
1: kind of brought them down a little bit. So that I- I is a good point. That I'm trying to think what I'd have given the Warnock team. Do you know what the Warnock team that got relegated? Oh, and that'd I think be
0: a good have one. Been... we should come
1: back and do that. Yeah, I think I'd have been even like Stephen Quinn eight out of ten, and maybe Morgan even a nine out of ten, but they weren't yeah. as good as Egan and O'Connell, and you know, so.
0: Yeah. And I, I don't know, I guess because we, I guess after, you know, we were safe at Christmas, weren't we, basically? So our, yeah. our um, expectations, uh, you know, as much as you and I particularly were kind of fighting them, I suppose, of like European ambitions, it, you can't help but suddenly go like, well, now it's like, how high can we finish? Like, we are a mid-table team. How how high can we finish? Mm-hmm. And I, I think almost, yeah, you end up, ended up judging these players by slightly higher standards, I guess, than, may, yeah. th- than almost almost is maybe fair. Like based on where
1: they've come from, most of them. So yeah, it I'm would not be gonna... interesting to, to put our, our, our scores up against, for instance, an Aston Villa podcast and what they give their mm. players. And, yeah,
0: there you go. Go go find it. Go yeah. Go <laughs> That's new, yeah, be next <laughs> That's the yeah. homework assignment. <laughs> there we go, mate. Entire squad. Have... Player Rings done. I enjoyed that very much indeed. Poor Callum Robinson with a three out of ten. No. How dare you. Well, don't worry. The uh, the average of our scores, will bring him up to a four. So yeah, I'm sure I feel much better about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what have you been up to? Do you need to uh, tell the good people about things they should be reading oh, on your I'm website?
1: A, I, I've done a... Little uh, segment for a new show and view coming up, which is about like the, their favourite quotes from the pre uh, from the view from this season and stuff. And uh, mm. wearing a very some very good shade, ride on shades, which is like the worst ever Ray Ban um, <laughs> knockoff. It Doesn't even sound like it, does it? Ride on. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, but they are, apparently they are uh, Ray-Ban knockers. But so, yeah, I did a little segment for that, so keep an eye out for that. But I'm just waiting for signings like everyone else. I'm sat here like... Salivating. Yeah, just sort time. of, I've got the John Swift views and I've got the Anthony Robinson views now, to be honest, as well. Um, I'm just waiting for those two to sign. And it seems like every time I get a view together, something happens with the deal where it looks like it's not going to happen. So I'm just not going to do it anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, there have been no bids for any of these players. No birds, no beds.
1: Yeah, but yeah, we're all just waiting. I think there's only been, I think I read today, there's only been eight transfers in the Premier League.
0: Yeah, I guess with the European, com- I mean, everyone's on holiday, aren't they? I mm, think uh, yeah. uh, judging by players' Instagrams, they're, they're working out again, but they seem most of them still seem to be in like Greece and places like that. So, yeah, I guess uh, probably next week is when it'll start when, oh, guys, Champions League quarterfinals start tonight, don't we? So I guess that wraps up in a yeah. week or so.
1: Um, yeah, that's not that right. we're going to be
0: signing players from Atletico Madrid, I wouldn't imagine. But um, Although that sounds like a bad idea at the moment with their uh, <laughs> COVID, COVID yeah. outbreak in the squad. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I picked that team. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Nancy, I guess that. Anthony
1: Robinson has not been in training with Wigan today, someone says. But surely they're not training.
0: But none of them are training. They no. like, said so that with Matty Cash last week. It's like they're all on holiday, mate. No I one's
1: training. Oh, well, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've not so been just, in I training with Sheffield the United.
1: There's transfer and, oh my god, Robinson's not in training. All well, neither is Keiffer more. So <laughs> or Will Grigg. <laughs> yeah, it's too
0: hard to train anyway. Get, get yourself hard, yeah, uh, Really, is, get yeah. yourself in a in a pool or something. Some, yeah, some way of keeping cool. Anyway, because I was going to say paddling <laughs> pool because that's just what's on my mind at the moment with the with the one in the garden. But I appreciate probably not not everyone listening to this actually has a paddling pool at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stick your feet in a bucket of water. There we go. Right, mate. Let us leave it there. Obviously, uh, people should check out roysviewfrom.com and yeah, what, what, what's your Twitter handle to find the ridiculous McGoldrick Jack Sparrow
1: mashup? It's uh, at Panchero uh, on Twitter uh, and W Roy's View from for I can't remember the last thing I did. Probably the end of season awards. If you have not seen them, so
0: oh, well worth the read if you've not for sure. Nice one, mate. Let's uh, let's wrap up there as a, a, a mammoth podcast. Thank you for taking the time to do it on a, on a boiling hot day. We've we've got there pretty much before it gets stupidly hot. So let's go and uh, chill out for the rest of the day.
1: Yeah, nice cheers, one. mate, for that. I appreciate it.
0: I've enjoyed that. Good stuff. I will talk to you later. Thanks very much to Andrew. Thank you very much to you as always for listening. And one final word just to say a thank you to another sponsor of Blade's Pod, the original sponsor of Blade's Pod. That is, of course, the Dem Blades fanzine. If for some reason you have not picked up this, uh, this copy of the fanzine, then I cannot recommend it enough. I basically read it cover to cover as it arrived on my doorstep a few weeks ago. That is issue number five. It's 10 years of Blade. It's looking back on some some not-so-good times as United fans, as well as some good ones as well. Um, But I think it adds a little bit of extra context to just how good a season or a couple of seasons we've had under Chris Wilder. Um, You can pick it up from DemBlades.co.uk. I strongly recommend that you do so you can even get a season ticket for the fanzine uh, which gets you uh four fanzines plus stickers and badges that is available now it is 20 pounds it is well worth your money amazing articles in uh in this fanzine as as indeed the previous editions as well so do check it out at demblades.co.uk. that's the last word from me thank you once again for downloading and listening to blades pod Thank you.